Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Oh, yeah, that's right. Martin Weiss and BJ Husky broadcasting live from the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com will help you get there with an unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrac.com is the way tire buying should be. BJ, there's no way you're hot in here. You're over fanning yourself. I get it, your light skin, but Lord have mercy. <laughs> no, it is a little warm in here. I get, I run hot though, man. I was, you know, this rushing and stuff. And then this weather has been up and down and crazy out here in Los Angeles. We had the monsoon two weeks ago. Then it was nice last week, and then we get hit with another monsoon the last 48 hours, man. So you know, just a little excited. I'm excited to be here. There's great sports going on. There's great stuff going on, man. So just a little inner excitement, man. My Plus, back is drenched in sweat. Yeah. So Somebody's got to figure Th- it out. Thank you. It's, it's, it is warm in here. The studio normally either runs really cold or runs or runs really warm. So, you know, you know, y'all was just clowning me all my workout video last night. So maybe I'm just still hyped off my 2 a.m. workout. You know what I'm saying? So could be any of those things, man. But I'm good. I'm ready to go. What's up, man? How you been? I'm doing well. Awesome. You know what I did notice? That VJ, you, uh, you, call, you call yourself the Husky. So I'm not. That's not poking fun. You say the Husky. Yeah, right? that's my last name. Yeah, the Husky. But, and you you said you have lost uh, uh, what is it how many pounds did you twenty say? pounds so far twenty pounds twenty, 20 pounds, pounds so far yep so I'll say you have um, uh, graduated from have to car- have to carry a towel all at all times yeah yeah you know what I'm saying there's, there's just some guys who are bigger that that ca- yeah. that carry the towel the like, like a quarterback sweat, sweat rag man you know just keep that, that that towel tucked in there like the yep. quarterback yep. you know what I'm saying yep. you, you're, you're you're past that now so congratulations <laughs> to that were you there before. Uh, At certain points, I, I still am now because I okay. run hot, bro. I'm listen from the East Coast. We deal with something called humidity, which Los Angeles knows nothing about. This is desert heat. Back east, 80 feels like 90, 90 feels like 105, and the humidity sticks onto your skin. 
Bo's from the mid uh, Midwest. Bo knows that man. Being out that Oklahoma area out there, bro. In the summertime, you guys, if you guys don't know about humidity, whoo, man, it sticks on you. You sweat the minute you walk out of the house. So you got to have a little sweat rag with you because you just don't want to be drenched throughout the day. Well, I was born and raised in New Orleans, Louisiana. Oh, yeah, so I'm you well know. familiar with humidity. Yeah. Who's sweating more? You in the studio or coaches right now? <laughs> Steve DeSager said tomorrow selection Sunday. Well, today's elimination Saturday. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you got that in play. Golly, Memphis up 45-19 to 19 on Tulane. I don't think Tulane's getting that large bid. But you know who also shouldn't get in that large bid? Talk University of North Carolina, University of Michigan. Those are the schools to, that we root for. And I heard you and Bucky Brooks passing along that foolishness of the best 64, 66 programs in a tournament should make it. Well, I got news for you. No, they shouldn't. No, they shouldn't. The at-large winner should go, and then the team – I mean, obviously the conference winner should go, and then the teams that deserve – it at large yes. should be the teams that go there. The idea that UCLA, Michigan, not UCLA this year, but they were in it before in the first four. Yes. Michigan, North Carolina are considered for first four uh, play-in spots. You should be ashamed of yourself. Yes. No, I, I agree with them. And let me tell you why. When we talk about sports a lot, we do have to realize that people want to see the big names. People want to see stars. When it comes to college sports, people want to see the, the 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 premier programs. The name on the jersey in college matters, just like the emblem on the side of a football helmet matters in the NFL and college football. When you talk about college football playoff and different bowl games, if North Carolina, listen, North Carolina, Michigan have not had great years. We know that. But there's been a lot of reasons why. But if you want to put them in and you put them in the first four and, and they play those play-in games, that's fine. You're going to get so many people that still tune in because the name on the jersey says Michigan. The name on the jersey says North Carolina. And I do believe that you want the big names. You want the the the, the big programs, the, the marquee names in the tournament, even if they play on Tuesday in the play-in games, those, those early round games, to really solidify themselves no. into the field of 64. And I, I think you, I think you do it. You know what they had to solidify themselves in the field of '64? November through March. That's what they had to solidify themselves into the field of '64 yes! with their play. That's what the opportunity they had. You know who's watching the first four? Everybody who was watching the rest of the NCAA tournament anyway, whether it's Mount St. Mary's versus Grambling State, who I'm rooting heavily for to go to the uh, – I'm rooting heavily for Grambling, Grambling to plays go. Grambling plays today. Yeah, they're, they're playing. They're, they're right in front of your right face. Now. Yeah, they're playing right Texas now. Texas Southern, uh, down by seven, Grambling is. I'm rooting for them because my team doesn't deserve to make it. And that's the way I look at it. But, like, this, the, the, that's what it's for. The first four should be a game between uh, 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 two small schools, a sw- the, the winner of the SWAC – and the MEAC, put them in the first four. Don't put the seventh best team in the Big Ten just so they can be fodder down or somewhere down the line. That's whack. And in the one place that we still have the air amateurism, college basketball, keep it there. Look at this. Ohio State's third, 16, they're 16 and 18, the 13th seed. You want to play in March? Win today. Beat Purdue. Yeah, I get that. But 16 and 18 is a lot different than 19 and 14 or 20 and 13 or 20 and 14. It's about five it's much, games difference. It, 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 well, five <laughs> games difference is still five games difference. doesn't matter how you try to shake it up. And the reason why you put them in those early playing. Now, you mentioned, okay, you want to put put a MEAC champion and a, a mid-major 
and the the play-in Tuesday game. Yeah, you could do that if you want. I I I beg to differ. The ratings would be much higher if it was Michigan or North Carolina because you either got people want to see North Carolina win or they want to see North Carolina lose. If it's if it's Southwest Louisiana State and Grambling State, nobody but those two schools care. And our Bro. alumni care. So wait a minute. So, so no, 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 hold on. Wait yeah, a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, no, so, on, I, no, no, no. Because everybody was locked in to St. Peter's last year because of their big alumni base. Okay, that's St. Peter's. Stop Peter. it. All right, that's St. Peter's. No, but they don't stop have, But they, the people watch they this have, tournament. They're not watching March Madness because the talent level is so high or the basketball is so great. You're watching it because it's the best television show in sports. I get all that's that. That's why people are watching it. But pe- more people will watch if North Carolina's playing on Tuesday or if Michigan's playing on Tuesday. More eyes are going to be on they the They don't TV deserve set. to play on Tuesday. <laughs> no, I think they do. I think I think Simply I think because North Carolina, they exist. I think North then. Carolina more. Well, also, too, when you when you mean that much to college basketball then yeah sometimes in life you get you get what you get because of what you've accomplished maybe right. not what you've recently done but just because of your track record and who you are you get a little you get a little favor in life dog. who has That's meant just the more way to the NFL than the New England Patriots in the last 20 years say it again who what team in the last 20 years has meant more to the NFL than the New England Patriots Oh, in the last twenty years, it's been the New England Patriots. So they, so, so why how come we well, just put them in the playoffs? Well, that's pro. Pros is different than just put them in the playoffs. Yeah, pros different. No, just than, put them in the playoffs. Uh, that doesn't make sense. The you sport is better when they're great. Just put them in the playoffs. It, it is though. The sport just is put better them in the playoffs. because you have more people that want to watch Tom Brady either win and Bill Belichick either win or lose. But people are watching regardless. If, if we're if we're scheduling sports off of the ratings, then I, I have news for you. Let's play the Cowboys and the Chiefs, Cowboys and the Patriots every single year in the Super Bowl. Well. Yeah, the, that's not why we. That's not how sports playoffs I, I work. That. I get it's, that. It's not about the ratings. You know I, what I'm saying? It's not about. It's, it's about who wins in the regular season. Nah, some and qualifies to win the game. And it, qualifies it, for the postseason. That's it, how it's supposed to go. I, it, that's true, but it's still a business. And at the end of the day, you you want the marquee names out there. People want to watch the stars, marquee man. names. Should be people want to see the marquee names. You have seasons like this I now. Here's also to a point I want to make about putting in some lower teams because they 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 play a much weaker schedule. They don't play any top competition. Now, you talk about these smaller schools that'll play. Yeah, put those teams in. Okay, they may be 21-6 and or 25-3 and or something like that. Who the hell have you played all year long? Carolina's had a very tough, a very tough schedule. Now, the quad, or what is it? The quad four, quad five wins. But look, Grambling right now has is 17-2 and in conference. I think that might, I mean, sorry, 15-3 and in conference. I'm trying to read this standard definition of television across the room. What would be their record if they played in the Big Ten? They don't stand a chance to get in this tournament unless they win the swag, right? Yeah. The swag is not getting an at-large bid. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Fine. All right. So why should the seventh or like I'm not saying that the like this and and by definition they're right down to the two seed in the championship. By definition, they were the second best team in the SWAC all year. You know who the one seed was in the SWAC? I don't. You know we won't see them in the tournament, right? Because they got to win your conference championship in this in this conference to go overwhelmingly. Because they don't right? play anybody, Mark. All right, but so you know what? <laughs> if you're Michigan or you're North Carolina and then you beat everybody you play, it's an entirely different story than if. You you go 500 against the teams that are any damn good. It was at 15 and three, right? Okay, there you go. Grambling's 15 and three in conference, and the only shot they got to make March Madness is to make up this five point deficit in the next eight minutes and 45 seconds. That's it. Texas and Kansas, both of these teams will be in there. Why? Because they're both good teams. Yeah, but if you if you can't even advance in your conference tournament, a la North Carolina, a la Michigan, I don't need to see you in the big one. You couldn't make it in your own.
No, I, I disagree. I think I think both those teams. I, I'm well, not I sure. didn't know. You know, that, that's I'm, what was because it's because of the ratings. No, not because of the ratings. Because the year, first of all, the year. How many Carolina games? Let's let's just start here. You you're a Michigan alumni. I'm assuming you watched a lot of Michigan games this year, correct? Sure. Okay. You watch a lot of Carolina games this year too. Sure. Okay. So, do you think either one of those teams are better than either one of these two teams that are playing right here, Texas Southern or Grambling State? That doesn't matter. No, no. I'm just just answer the question. But it doesn't matter. Just answer the question. I don't think that the New York Giants were as good as the Philadelphia Eagles or, or the uh, uh, the San Francisco 49ers, but the Giants made the playoffs. Why? Because they qualify for the wild card. If you want to qualify for the wild card, that's one thing entirely. Right. But the Eagles won their division. Just like whoever wins between Texas Southern and Grambling, they're going to win their conference. That's how you get in. That's how you're supposed to get in. Just because the wrong team, quote unquote, won or lost, doesn't mean you change the rules to get the right team, the, the quote not, unquote right team in. It's not about changing the rules. You put the best. You put the best teams in the tournament when it comes to the at-large bids. These aren't at-large bids. If Grambling State wins this game. They're going to get in because they won their conference, okay? Obviously, the number one team, they're not even the best team in their conference. So, of course, why would any other team from a conference that plays nobody get into the tournament? So, that that's that's null and void. But when you talk about two power schools like Carolina and like and like uh, and, and North Carolina and Michigan, if you look at Michigan, Michigan has a premier player. The Michigan has an NBA guy. This idea that we well, don't want to see... Oh, no, let, me finish, let me finish. This is let college me, basketball. Let, let me finish. This idea that we want to see the little guy—it's—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, 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 it's such BS to me because we really, we really don't. We want to see stars. We want to I'm, see the big. I'm pro- actively we telling you right now. Programs. I'm actively telling you right now. I'm the guy. I don't okay. know about everybody else because okay. I don't talk to everybody. I talk to you three hours a weekend. I'm the only guy telling you I don't want to see these big programs who have not earned it in the regular season in March at all. Go to the NIT if that's what you want to go do. If you want to be a champion, go be a champion there. You have not earned the right to come into March Madness. Says who? Says says the record that you put out. Okay. So, says but, the so, record that you put out. So, now, if you want to do the selection committee and all this exactly, that, that's where I'm going. Exactly. So the selection, so the selection committee are the people who really hold, who really hold the marbles, right? It's the selection committee. They have all of these variables and they have all of these categories and have all of these numbers and have all these things that you go through. We went through this like with the BCS in college football. It was the exact same thing. It was like, okay, you're gonna put all these numbers into a computer instead of just seeing what's on the what's on the tape, what's on the court, and what's on the tape. Put the tape on and tell me who are the better teams and who should be playing for a national championship. Everything ain't fair. I mean, that that's just is what it is. You got to win your conference. You got to put out well in your conference. You got, How did the Giants... Who do you think is the best college conference in basketball this year? The ACC, probably. Okay, so the ACC. So Carolina's in the ACC, which is the best. I know, but they didn't do bad either. You're acting like they finished like at the bottom right. of, of the no, conference. No, 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 but you got to do good to advance. That's the whole point. No, if no. you just did so-so... Then go to a so-so tournament. That's not the. That's not the end of it. Like I don't understand why you would say that. Just like oh, I guess I guess you know it just doesn't matter what happens. With I'm looking everybody at else. Carolina. I'm looking at their conference. I'm looking at who they played against. I'm looking at the top four teams in the conference played in the semis, and then you have the championship game tonight with uh with with Duke in the championship game uh, that's coming up pretty soon here. So when I look at the conference, I look okay. Look at the competition that they had to play against. Look at the non. Look at the non-conference schedule that they had early in the year. Like look who they played up against. Everybody. 
Somebody can't go 25 and you know, win 25, 26, 29 games every year. You will have some outliers, some seasons where you only get 20 wins. You only get 21 wins. That doesn't mean, in and my and, opinion, and in those outlier that seasons, mean, in those that, outlier seasons, that, that doesn't then mean go to ahead me, and be in the outlier hold up, tournament. Hold up, let me finish. That doesn't mean, <laughs> in my opinion, to me, that you don't deserve to go to the big dance and play for the big dance. People didn't think Carolina deserved to be in the tournament last year, and they're up 15 on Kansas at halftime in the national championship game. So that's why you put a team like that in. You know that they're going to show up. If, like They're not going to play anybody else in the ACC when it comes to the tournament in the, in the first round, even if they get in as an 8 or a 9, and they have to play in the play and even as a 10. That's fine. But to say, okay, well, you didn't fit the criteria of these numbers in these in the, in the, in these computer variables yeah, the that we're putting in. The same way that we rank in, everybody else. I know. The numbers. I don't. God, I don't. I God the, forbid I somebody look at a win-loss record. God forbid. You know You know what? I'm actually going to take VJ's side on this one, you guys. Um, after watching When you the say college- actually, Bo, it makes it sound like you disagree with everything no, else you said. No. <laughs> after watching the college football playoff, I think Oklahoma should have made it over TCU because they are a much bigger brand name. All right. As- the co- look, the college football playoff is a total of four teams, Bo. This is 68. 68. And you're telling me Carolina is not one of the best 68 teams I am teams saying in this is a Carolina fan. I do not want to see them in this tournament. Like, there they are, are 34. What is it? I think uh, uh, Steve said it walking out of here. There's 34 at-large bids. you telling me a team that has won five more games than they lost is one of the 34 best at-large in college basketball? Stop it. Well, I'm going by what I see on the court, see on the tape. I'm not looking at just the number and the record. Yeah, you see, how can you say that? Because how many swag games did you watch? Every, watch? How many MEAC games you watch? How many times you seen I've a Manhattan Jasper play this year? I've watched every Carolina game. i watched every Carolina game for the last 25, 30 years of my life. This is, like, this is in my book. Blood. This is a team that put up a hundred points on the Citadel. How can you? How can you leave them out of the NCAA exactly? Tournament? <laughs> right. They haven't beaten anyone. That's that's the thing. They, they played a good conference, they, they but everyone U- with a pulse is, has beaten North Carolina. Yeah, but they beat UVA and and down the stretch, and they lost to Duke by what two and three points down the stretch. They still lost. I, I hold on. I get that. Okay, so fine. So you're just going by <laughs> win or loss. You're not looking at the product that's on the court. I'm looking at the product that's. I'm like I'm watching the tape. I've seen the product and, of the court. I don't want to see them get embarrassed by going to a place they don't belong. The whole point of athletics is is we put teams that have proven themselves through tournament competition on the field not because of a brand so name. Then would you that's, pro wrestling. You? that's pro wrestling. Okay, so let me ask you this. So then how'd you feel last year when they got in as an as an eight? I didn't care. Like they got no, in, no, they got in. you didn't care last year, but you care this year. No, they got in and they were able to go far and that was magic and beautiful. Right, and- but clearly that magic is not here this year because this team is not showing any of that magic but they had on, last they year. Not just, a damn they, thing. But they hold look on, just like on, this VJ. last Let's year. take a quick break and we'll come back and tell VJ why he's wrong some more. Martin and VJ Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Martin and VJ coming to you live from <laughs> coming to you live from the Tyrac.com studios, live on Fox Sports Radio. VJ, you just said something I've, this is easily the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard you say. And I talk to you three hours about sports every weekend. Did you say that you caught a you drove from Virginia to Detroit? Yeah. To fly to Miami. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, well, this is what this is what wait, happened. Hold up. This is what happened. I was going to, um, I was going down to Miami to catch a Dolphins Bills game for my birthday, and a hurricane was coming up through the East Coast, so my flight got canceled out of at uh, Reagan National Airport in D.C. But I was not missing this game. Hotels paid for, tickets paid for, friends meet me down there, like everything. So I tried to find wherever the connector flight was going to be. I looked, it was in Detroit. You know, back in the day, to get a chief flight, you got to fly to Minnesota to get to Dallas. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. So I got in a Kia Sportage of the young lady I was dating at the time. I drove from Woodbridge, Virginia overnight to Detroit, Michigan, stayed in a hotel that night and then caught my connecting flight out to fly to Miami. Now, the only problem was is I had to fly from Miami back to Detroit and then drive from Detroit back to Virginia to uh, catch my uh uh, Dolphins game. So, yeah, it's when we had Ricky Williams, the first year we uh, traded for Ricky Williams. So I was really hyped, and I wanted to go to a game and watch them play Buffalo on Sunday night, ESPN Sunday night football, man. So, yes, I did. First of all, Ricky Williams was the player that taught me as a, as a young fourth, fifth grade sports fan the value of the salary cap and how much uh, 
<laughs> the value of the salary cap, what exactly draft picks meant and how much they were worth. And just like it, it really truly informed my sports opinion to where I think I, I'm probably helped me to be where I am today. Because <laughs> I was like at 11 was like, this is one of the dumbest moves I've ever heard of yeah. and ever seen. And it turned out to be so when uh, when uh, Mike, Dicka. Mike Dicka traded the entire Mike, draft. Oh, man. For, imagine that in 2023. You trade your whole draft for a running back. For one guy, for a running back. No, no, no. It was the Herschel Walker, Dallas, Minnesota trade, too. But, yeah. not, but, but for a running back. In this economy? Well, this is also back in the early 2000s. Now we know better. But back then, remember, Ricky Williams had just come out of Texas. He broke the all-time oh, I remember leader vividly. Russian. I don't uh, need to uh, remember. Russian record against Texas A&M with Tony Dorsett standing there on the sideline. So Ricky Williams was touted to be the next running back guy in NFL history. So I, at the time, a lot of people thought, yeah, it was stupid to do that. Well, at the but, time, 11-year-old Martin also said, this is stupid to do that. Yeah, Reading I, Jeff Duncan in the Times. Picky but there was still people that were like, I mean, but hey, it's for it's for it's for Ricky Williams. I'm I'm having an internal panic over the Eagles taking Bijan Robinson at 30, let alone trading anything to draft a running back. I panic at BJ Robinson in the second. You know what's funny about that, Bo? Did you say that? I've seen a lot of people this week, and even people that reached out to me. Why are why are people so afraid to take that guy in the first round? It, I felt fans from different teams that hit me up like VJ, please tell me you BJ uh you know BJ Robinson's not going to like a cowboy fan hit me up. He was like, dude, I will pass out if the Cowboys take Robinson in the first round. What's the beef with taking Robinson in the first round of you guys? Well, from everyone I've talked to for running, you know, all my NFL stuff, there's no value in taking a running back in the first round anymore. You're just you're wasting draft capital, you're wasting the amount of money on that rookie contract. You can get the same production out of someone in the fifth round as you could in the first. Hmm. And you look at the you look at the record of guys who've been taken the first round. They've not been great. That's not an indicator of what Bijan's going to do, but it's part of a trend where teams are realizing that there's no value in taking it's like it's like what we used to say way back in the day about taking a linebacker in the top of the draft. Like there's no value in spending your first round pick which could be used on a much better player at a, at a different position which has more value than a running See, back. I just disagree with this whole premise. Like I understand what I'm not saying that that uh, what Christian said was wrong cuz that's a popular uh phrase very popular that. opinion. But I just like I'm looking at right now. I just googled best running backs in the NFL 2021. Jonathan Taylor, Najee Harris, Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon. Out of that, all first rounds. I think Joe Mixon might have been the second round. Also, but, yeah, you're right. But I'm just like, so have those guys are first round picks. What ends up happening is you can't miss, right? If you draft Clyde edwards helaire then boom, okay, I get it. You missed on the guy, but like. Like, I just don't see where it's like, you know. Christian's a first round. Well, Zeke, you, Zeke's a first round. You, you mentioned Derrick Henry there, and you mentioned Zeke there, too. Like, Zeke, uh, Henry was hurt last year, and there's questions on All if right. that production is going to continue after. Because when running backs okay, but get you hurt, got seven, but you hard. got But you got seven years of the leading rusher in the NFL, or seven years of a guy, top three leading rusher in the league. On So it's a contract and then another contract. Like, it's just two contracts. It's not It's not something. People make it seem as if you if you take a running back in the first round, you completely hamstring any opportunity that you ever have to win. Now, if you end up getting a guy like Zeke and then you pay Zeke all that money on the second half. Yeah. But there's nothing that made them do that. It's it's like, not so much drafting the guy in the first round. It's the second contract that you try to avoid. But I, I agree with Bo on this because, I mean, excuse me, I agree with Martin on this because I, I feel like if you, you, if you can get a guy to go win now and get production out of him now, like waiting to try to see if you can find that guy in the third or fourth round, 
is a way bigger gamble to me than a guy that you know can come in and you know can be imprinted and input in your offense day one. Like the day he walks in, your offense is better because you have this guy at running back. It's the easiest position in football, in my opinion, the transition to, as long as they can pick up the blitzes. That's it. If they can pick up the blitzes, it's 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 handball, see hole, go. It, you, the, you know what I'm saying? Again, the problem is is that it's not the option is not do we take a running back in the first round or nobody. It's basically it's it's the value of are you taking a first round running back? You want to win now, you want to take a first round running back, that's fine. Or you could use that pick to then take a first round, I don't know, defensive end that's going to help you out just as much. And on the Derrick Henry side, too, it's not Derrick Henry's fault that the Tennessee Titans hitched their wagon to Ryan Tannenhill. So you have to wear your running back down because you have an average quarterback. If you're if you're Dallas and B. John Robinson's right there and you already put the tag on Pollard and you might move away from Zeke, Bijan Robinson's the pick, in my opinion. You bring a guy in that can that's ready to run the ball and take pressure off a of deck right now. So I agree with Martin. I think if you can get a guy now, I, well, I'm never on the premise of waiting and see uh, if you can find a guy well, later. Especially the thing is, if you get a guy and look, if you get a guy who can't catch, that's on you. Like if you want to draft, if you like, you draft Christian McCaffrey. Panthers were fine with that, and then got a whole haul, whole hell of a lot from San Francisco in a trade for him. Saquon Barkley go out there and make catches as well, like yeah. an offensive weapon. I get it if you're drafting a guy with stone hands, number one overall. You're drafting a guy who's too small, number one overall. But if you, I mean, in the first round. But the idea of give me a productive football player yeah. with my first overall pick, and I'll be happy. But I know it will definitely be productive, and that is this update from Steve Desager as he tells us everything. Trending around the world of sports. Steve, what's going on, my friend? Hello, gentlemen. We'll get to baseball later, but start with college hoops. As Selection Sunday is tomorrow when the NCAA tournament field is named. We've got some conference tourney finals going on right now. Under 12 minutes to go in the Big 12 championship game. Texas leads top seed Kansas 53-43. Halftime on Fox TV of the Big East final. Marquette 39-24 over Xavier. And early second half of the Mountain West final. It's San Diego State now in the lead 37-34 over Utah State. Coming up in an hour, it's the ACC championship game, Duke against Virginia. Late night, Pac-12 final have UCLA against Arizona. Among the Big Ten semifinals today, 10 seed Penn State eliminated Indiana 77-73. Earlier, top seed in the Big Ten, Purdue downed Ohio State 80-66. Top seed in the American Conference, Houston won its semi 69-48 over Cincinnati, but Houston's Conference Player of the Year Marcus Sasser left the game early with a groin injury. One day game in the NBA in LA. The Clippers beat New York 106-95. Kawhi Leonard with 38 points. The Detroit Pistons have lost 10 games in a row. They're down 28-22 late first quarter against an Indiana team that does not have two stars tonight due to injuries. Miles Turner out with a bad back and Tyrese Halliburton of the Pacers out with a bruised knee. Golden State's going to be hosting Milwaukee in an hour, but Giannis Antetokounmpo of the Bucks is out again with a sore hand. Dallas at Memphis in a half an hour. Luka Doncic of the Mavs out with a strained thigh and Kyrie Irving out tonight with a sore foot. Phoenix has the late game hosting Sacramento. Of course, the Suns' Kevin Durant will miss at least three weeks with a sprained ankle. Among the 15 NHL games, Boston won again, beat Detroit 3-2. 
Bruins the fastest in league history to 50 wins. They do so in 64 games. Hall of Fame Minnesota Vikings coach Bud Grant died this morning. He was 95 years old. Scotty Scheffler leads the Players' Championship by two strokes. The Diamondbacks gave young outfielder Corbin Carroll an eight-year contract. And the World Baseball Classic opens for Team USA, captained by Mike Trout tonight on Fox TV, 9 p.m. Eastern time against Great Britain. So on paper, the easiest game of the tournament for the Americans is the opening game tonight. Also in Arizona, U.S. will be playing Sunday night and Monday night on FS1 against Mexico and Canada. Mexico played quite a game on Fox today. Colombia beat them on a 10th inning error, 5-4. Japan early this morning beat Czech Republic 10-2. Japan beat rival Korea yesterday 13-4, even though starter Yu Darvish trailed 3-0 early. Shohei Otani in that game in Tokyo, two hits, two walks, two runs scored, and Japan won its opener there over China 8-1 as Otani had two hits, two RBIs, and two walks, and he was the starting pitcher of the opener in Japan. Four scoreless innings on the hill, just one hit allowed, and five strikeouts. And there's one game in progress in Miami. It's the Dominican Republic leading 1-0 over Venezuela, top of the second. What a lineup for the Dominicans, favorites along with Japan for this tournament title. Julio Rodriguez, a leadoff single from the Mariners, and then Juan Soto of the Padres with an RBI double for the quick lead. Dominicans also had Manny Machado, Rafael Devers, the World Series MVP, Jeremy Pena, and others. Back to you. Thanks, Steve. And uh, let's get into the NBA. We do have NBA insider FS1. I mean, I'm sorry, FSR NBA insider. Who I'm all over the place. NBA.com writer Mark Medina joining us now. Mark, thank you for joining us. Martin and VJ, how you doing today, brother? I'm always doing good when I get to talk some NBA with you guys. So I just want to know, Mark, where does Fred Vlamvich's post-game comments the other day <laughs> land on your favorite diss track? Because that was up there with Ether by Nas, you know what I'm saying, in terms of the way he came at Ben Taylor. $30,000 fine coming Fred Vlamvich's way. Yeah, I would rank it number one. I would liken it to Nas's Ether's diss track because I clearly, to this day, even though I, uh, Jay-Z is my favorite hip-hop artist, Nas won that battle uh, as far as the back and forth goes. And as far as Fred VanVleet, it was number one at the top of the list because, you know, he did not hold back dropping some F-bombs, naming the officials by name. And I think that says a lot because, you know, I covered the Warriors for a few years, and Draymond Green would share what he would think about the officials every so often. To a lesser extent, sometimes Kevin Durant, DeMarcus Cousins. So the fact that, you know, he was willing to just, you know, show no regrets whatsoever. He knew he was going to get a fine. He was willing to take the L because he felt like he needed to support his team and hopefully change the direction of how the officiating was uh, going to be called. That he was willing to, you know, drop some diss tracks on uh, the officials. Hey, Mark VJ here. Always great talking to you, brother. Likewise. Let's flip, let's flip over to a little slip of do by my man Durantula. Slips, twists his ankle. First home game back after the trade. He's now out three weeks. Kyrie's out tonight. Mark, what in the hell is going <laughs> on? Seriously, man, what's going on in the Western Conference, brother? I mean, look, like you had those two guys, Zion Williamson having some injuries. It just feels, and LeBron James, it feels like the Western Conference is all for grabs, not just because there's not a dominant team, but you never know who's going to be healthy on a night-to-night basis. You had John Morant because of the whole IG video gun fiasco, and <laughs> it's been crazy. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to laugh. It's just that, that's a wild thing to say out loud. No, you're absolutely right. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah, I'm sorry. But, 
Yeah, I mean, usually you would never think in this NBA season, like the bingo card story uh, storylines we talk about, Kyrie talking about, uh, talking about an anti-Semitic film, job being suspended because he's flashing a gun on IG Live. That, that's insane. But, um, you know, about Kyrie and Kevin Durant, I mean, these latest developments partly explain why the Brooklyn Nets were always in a predicament. Mm. Um, you know, no one ever doubted the chemistry. No one ever doubted the talent. But you, you just never knew when they were going to be on the floor at the same time. Now, that being said, I know it's easy to think, okay, well, the Mavericks would probably want to uh, call Mulligan. Same with the Phoenix Suns. And I pushed back on that a little bit. I mean, with Phoenix Suns, before the trade, they had a, lot, had a lot of depth. They had to get rid of a lot just to get them. But I think that trade was warranted because not only is it Kevin Durant, but they were kind of stuck in mud. Like, they were probably not going to be anywhere better than fifth place in the Western Conference. With the Mavericks, it just felt like it's Luka carrying the show, no one else. And while there are a lot of questions about Kyrie's fit, his maturity, the fact that they don't play any defense, it was still a nut upgrade than what they had before. But that's not saying much about all the both of these teams, and it really, I think, highlights that sometimes these teams make these moves because – they're in a uh, desperate position to try to do something. Now, Mark, don't look now, but the Los Angeles Lakers are undefeated since Paul Gasol's jersey's been retired. No? <laughs> I was just saying, I don't know. They they, spirit, they, they uh, had Paul out there and uh, spirited uh, Kobe with his, with his quote saying, one day Paul's jersey will be hanging up next to mine. You wrote about that as well. Just the Los Angeles Lakers' the last three games have looked pretty good, beating teams ahead of them in the standings. Yeah, well, look, uh, maybe Pal Gasol's positive spirit and uh, rub, you know create some good juju for the team. I would also argue that the fact that the lack of Russell Westbrook's negative juju has helped the team as well, just from a locker room and chemistry standpoint. And it's very clear since the trade deadline moves, they've been eight and eleven in their last eleven games. Clearly shows that there's uh, you know more value in having guys that can fulfill positional needs, and they've been able to do that even with LeBron James being out of the lineup or D'Angelo Russell missing a handful of games, six games before coming back. You know, in yesterday's win against the Toronto Raptors, but you know, I think that. You know, big picture, I'm not going to put them into the championship contention window, but I think that they can get out of the play-in tournament. I think that they can make the playoffs without having to do that as a sixth or fifth seed. I mean, as of now, they're in ninth, and things are always subject to change. But you do the math here. They're only two games behind the Clippers for fifth place. And while the Clippers are on a little bit of a roll here because Kawhi Leonard's really taking his game up another notch, and he's not on load management anymore. They've been a little inconsistent here. So, you know, of all the teams right now that are jockeying for the, those positions, you know, the Lakers are really the hottest team right now. Hey, Mark, let's switch over to the Eastern Conference, man. When I look at this conference, I know a lot of people fall in love with Boston and Philly, but I'm watching these Bucks, and they're 9-1 in their last 10. Boston, to me, feels like something something's up. I'm not sure if they've hit a wall, but just 50, uh, 50% uh, in their last 10, 5-5. Five five. Is this championship, we, as we look around the league, you've just said all that great stuff about the Western Conference. As we look around the league, is this the Milwaukee Bucks championship to lose this year? 
I don't think it's their championship to lose necessarily because even with the Boston Celtics re- recent struggles, I think they'll get their act together by the time the playoffs hit. Hmm. They have you know the continuity with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart. I think all three of those guys, for the most part this season, have taken their game to another level. Robert Williams the third is healthier. Uh, so is Al Horford, and Joe Mazzulla has done you know, a, a good job since Ime Adoka was let, let go. But I think that the Bucks are still in that mix, and I give them the slight edge, uh, not only because they have a better record this year, but Drew Holiday uh, has really taken to his, his game to another level when Chris Middleton was out, and now that he's back, uh, they're able to f- fall in their you know, normal roles. But you know, they've taken a step back recently because Giannis has been hurt. He's going to miss his third straight game tonight against the Warriors because of that sore right hand that, you know, basically made him uh, not play at all in the All-Star game. Uh, but I think when you look at the East landscape, it really feels like it's Boston, Milwaukee, and then the rest of the conference is just kind of up for grabs where there's a lot of competitive balance but not a dominant team. And I kind of feel the same way with the West. Like, I think that clearly the Denver Nuggets and the Sacramento Kings have created separation. And before, you know, John Morant was out and Kevin Durant's now out, it seemed like the Phoenix Suns and Memphis Grizzlies would be in that mix. But I think because of those absences, it's going to be between Denver and Sac and then a bunch of teams just having really competitive playoff series. So I don't know what's the better play for the league. It's good when there's good competition, but I think it's also good when there is that dominance like the Warriors showed earlier this decade. Um, but here it just has this feeling that anyone can win it, but maybe only a few select out of those four teams I mentioned. Well, I don't know what the better play for the league is, but I know the best play for us is to have Mark Medina join us <laughs> once a week. Thanks a lot, Mark. Appreciate Thanks, Mark. you stuff, joining man. us. Coming up next, Uncle VJ's Corner, Martin and VJ. Martin and VJ coming to you live from the Tyrac.com studios, and it's time for this segment, Sweeping the Nation, Uncle VJ's Corner. All right, everybody, gather around. <laughs> it's that time of the week. Oh, man. It's that time of the day. I've been telling y'all, man. You know what time it is. Yes, it's time for everyone's favorite uncle. And you add the cherry on the top. It's time for Uncle VJ's Corner. Yes, sir. As always, man, everybody, welcome to Uncle VJ's Corner. I'm over here chilling on the corner of the bitch like I always am. On the corner of Funny Drive and Handsome Avenue. Man, y'all come over here and sit down on the bitch. I got a little story I want to tell you guys about a gentleman that was born back on March 24th, 1970. He's only 52 years old, so he's a young dude. He was born out in Massachusetts, man. Actually went to school there, too, University of Massachusetts Amherst. You guys know what it takes to be a vanilla brother, right? You got to explain the three C's of life. Cool, calm, and collective. This gentleman started his career, guys, as an intern in 1994 with the New England Patriots. And then was a regional scout with those same Patriots in 95 to 99. Then he moved on to the Miami Dolphins, my squad, 2000 to 2002 as an area scout. Then was graduated and promoted up to a national scout and assistant director of college scouting from 2003 to 2007. And since 2007, 2015, director of college scouting. And now he is the general manager 
since 2016 to present day of my Miami Dolphins. The reason why I point this guy out because this guy has been, they people wanted him fired. The fan base said he sucks. The fan base said he can't draft. The fan base said he had all this pressure on him. They believed in Tua. He believed in Tua. Didn't believe in Tua. Believed in Tua. Flores didn't believe in Tua. They tried to go get Tom Brady on the boat. Ross got us in trouble. Lost a first round pick. He got suspended for eight games. And all this man has done is stay cool, calm, and collective. He was at the Combine this past weekend. He said Tua is our guy. We will, though, explore all options at the quarterback position, which is what a general manager is supposed to do. Everybody's walking around, oh, they haven't done the fifth-year option. They don't believe in Tua. They haven't done the fifth-year option. I thought the Lamar Jackson thing was in play. Josina Anderson, who's very respectable in this business for CBS Sports, she had some reports. A lot of other people have some reports, and that all died down. Then people started talking about Tom Brady. Bo, the great producer here, sent me a, a, a Twitter text the other day where Tom Brady says, if you think I'm coming back, you have not adopted a kitten for your daughter. He's out of it. And then they finally give Tua his fifth-year deal. They're going to pick up his fifth-year option, which guarantees Tua $23 million. And then he proceeded to clear $45 million of cap space. Because everybody's like, what are they going to do? Dolphs can't do anything. They don't have any cap room. Hey, Tariq Hill, let's go ahead and add 14 to that $10 million. You take $1 million in salary. Go ahead and take this $24 million check. Congratulations on a record year last year. Oh, yeah, the defensive end that we traded for, we we bring over Chubb that played with Vangio now. Hey, brother, look, can we restructure this a little bit for you? Okay, cool. Hey, Teron Armstead, that big left tackle that was an all-pro this force this year. Hey, can we restructure a little bit for you, brother, so we can get some other pieces here so we can go for it now? Hey, my man Chris Greer. Hey, brother, I'm feeling you, dog. I appreciate you. And for having the three C's of a vanilla brother, you, sir, Mr. Chris Greer, are my vanilla brother of the week. Week, 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 week. Very pleased with what he's done with the salary cap this week. I don't know. That, that two and fifth year is, is very interesting. It is. It is. Because most of the time you would see these guys get restructured, right, or re-signed to a longer deal. <laughs> uh, that's, I mean, that's the big beef with Lamar Jackson right now, right? Yeah. They picked up his fifth-year option and didn't want to extend it to a long-term deal. So we'll see what ends up happening they gotta with see. Mr. Tungabalo. Yeah, they got to see. But coming up next... The Bears look like they're hanging on to Justin Fields for a little while longer. They trade the number one overall pick to Frank Reichen, the Carolina Panthers. Martin and VJ get into that next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast. And this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right, Martin Weiss, VJ Husky, broadcasting live from the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com will help you get there with an unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road agile protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrac.com is the way tire buying should be. And uh, Justin Fields probably slept really good last night, man. I hope he did. You know, because uh, there was a whole bunch of rumors. Said, man, as soon as, as soon as Lovey Smith and the, te- and the uh, Houston Texans, Lovey Smith formerly of the Houston Texans, sabotaged the number one overall pick for Houston <laughs> and won that game in week 17 or 18 for the Chicago Bears to go ahead and lock up the number one overall pick. Just about everybody and their mama was ready to send Justin Fields out of Chicago. They talked about they might trade him to Baltimore. They talked about you might trade him here, trade him there. Why? Because the number one overall pick is at stake. And you got Bryce Young. You got C.J. Stroud. You got Anthony Richardson shooting up the draft boards. Will Levis. All types of college arms that we saw on Saturday that were making the transition to Sunday shortly. It's a microphone, VJ. There you go. Man, hush. My chain hit it by accident, man. Keep keep going. Go ahead, man. Well, I mean, you over here because you're over here doing your iPad pictures. I mean, I mean, set it up in a break. Anyway, the number one overall pick is 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 in Carolina now. Yes. And you know what Frank Wright gets? Every, he gets the first shot at these college quarterbacks. And uh, after the quarterback carousel in Indianapolis, it's got to be a good feeling for him. Yeah, it's a great feeling for him. What they do is they get 48 days as of yesterday to now just pick apart whatever they want to pick apart. But I'm going to tell you this, man. I think they already have their guy. I think they have their guy, and I love this. I, I thought this was – I thought this took over the week. Even with all the conference tournament stuff going on, NBA news, Durant slipping in warm-ups and getting hurt, guys missing games, and then breaking news, the Chicago Bears trade the number one overall pick for pick nine, pick 61, a 24 first, and a 25 second, and DJ Moore. I was like, whoa, okay, now let's yeah, let's go. Now we talking. I think this was great for both sides. I love this deal for Chicago. They get two ones next year. So even if Justin is not the guy, they can reset next year and go still go, go get a quarterback. They got two first to do it. You know what I'm saying? And for Carolina, you have to reset your program. You have to reset your franchise. We're talking about a franchise that had to fire their coach and they traded their best player. That's the season they're coming off of. And they still finished, I believe, 7-10. They still finished 7-10. They were still fighting for the NFC South towards the end of the season. So I don't think they're that far behind. You don't see many 7-10 teams end up with the number one overall pick. So I love this move for both, but I think Carolina has their guy. Now, there are reports that the owner likes a guy and that Frank Wright likes a guy, and and they're different quarterbacks. I have my opinion who I think they should take and who I think they're going to take, but I love this story, man. I think it's great. I think it opens it up. And also, too, just another side bit for this. C.J. Stroud and and Brad. By Bryce Young, we we can agree those are probably the two quarterbacks that are either going to go they're going to go number one, right? It's not going to be anybody else. 
Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. You know what's so cool about this? I covered and I covered and called games for both these kids in high school out here in California. This has been a good six or seven year run of whether people want to choose between Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. Out here in high school, when Bryce Young transferred to modern day, CJ Stroud wanted to transfer to modern day. There was talk out there, which one is modern day going to take? You get to college, when they were going to college, they were battling to go to the same schools. They were at the Heisman uh, Heisman um, uh, presentation together. And now, <laughs> they're the talk of who's going to be taking number one. These two kids have been like joined at the hit, man, of who you're going to go with between CJ Stroud and Bryce Young for like the past six, seven years. I think it's pretty dope, man. I, I think it's pretty cool. But I think they got their guy, Martin. I think they already know who they want. No, it should be C.J. Stroud. Really? I think so. Why? That's what I would have. That's what I would have. If I was going after, if I, I I target him as the guy in this draft, I get that Bryce Young was a phenomenal college quarterback, and everything I'm about to say does not does not take away from anything about that. Okay. But he's a very small man. Okay. This is a very small man, okay. and the thing about Kyler, like he measures the same as Kyler, but. Just suspend belief, and let's pretend that Kyler did not have a rocket on his right arm, right? Okay. In theory, Kyler could return punts. Yeah. If you wanted him to. <laughs> if you wanted him if to. If you wanted him he to. He could play slot. He could play in the slot. <laughs> if you wanted him to, he could play in a run. He could what be, your first he round could be a running what back. What are your first round baseball He was the number one overall. Number one overall pick. pick. Okay, all right. That's what I thought. In the Major League that's Baseball okay. draft. But I say uh, uh, Kyler has, has, he has quick feet, athletic feet, yeah. and a low base. We've seen the, the now him in his current body state it would be tough, but he would bulk up. He'd put, you know, put on more muscle. In theory, he could do that. I don't see the same in Bryce Young, and it gives me cause for concern. Okay, and the in in the, at the highest level when, when we're talking about, I mean, you know, we, we're talking about he he could have been sacked by a Will Anderson, but like now everybody is going to be the Will Anderson size and speed going forward. It just gives me a little cause for concern. If I had the number one overall pick, okay, I'm taking what is more of a sure thing than uh, and an outlier. All right, well. You see the look on my face. You see me bouncing over here in this chair. It's B.Y. for me. I thought you had to go to the bathroom. No, it's B.Y. for me. No, I'm I'm, I'm excited about this topic. I think this is a great, great topic. For me, it's Bryce Young. It's Bryce Young. I understand people want to say the size, but guess what? When you say size, then it ends there. You go, okay, it's, okay. He's, he's a small guy. Okay, what else? There's nothing else you can go to. What I go to is I, I just once again put the tape on. Put the table. I understand he's a small guy, but guess what? This is what this is your job, GM. Put linemen in front of him. Put people around him. Offensive coach, offensive coordinator. Get the ball out of his hands quick. Don't have too many five step drops standing in the pocket. Wow. Six three, six four, six five, two hundred thirty five, two hundred forty pound linebackers are barreling down on this small small guy, and he is small. Okay, but when I put the tape on. Against in the SEC, who we all love, everybody enamored, everybody just fo- just foams at the mouth for the SEC. He tore through the SEC for two years. I mean, just tore through. And this year, didn't even really have a Jameis Williams. Uh, you know, he didn't have a a, a Jalen Waddle. He didn't, he didn't even have a star receiver to get the ball to, man. And still was 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 going out putting up 40, 45, 49, 48 points. The Tennessee game, which we sat here in the studio and watched, was it 44, 52, 49? The guy put, goes out puts up 50 points. Defense got to do something. And you were on Nick Saban's defense all year long, rightfully so. But when I put the tape on, there's just nothing Bryce Young 
can't do. He doesn't have what I call the WTF plays. Y'all know what WTF stands for. I can't say it on radio. But he doesn't have those plays. C.J. Stroud, when you put tape on, he has about four or five times this past year, just this year alone, where you go, WTF, dude, like, what was that? Like, where you and I talked about the uh, the Northwestern game. Where you just he just didn't look like himself, and then everybody wants to point to how he looked against Georgia, and he rightfully so he looked great. But you also get three weeks to prepare for that game. You know that that's just a fact. The college playoff, you get three weeks to prepare for that game. You get three weeks to see all the film, all the coverages, all the schemes, everything you want to see. I'm not taking nothing from CJ. I think CJ goes too. One of these guys is going to end up with the Texans. Good luck there in Houston with with that franchise and that front office there. Good luck there. You got you got Robert Woods. You got somebody to throw to at least, but that's about it when it comes to that franchise there. But I go with Bryce Young. The kid has all the maturity, all the poise, can make all the throws. Just watch the tape and these big guys barreling down on him as he see he's shifty he's quick he's smart he gets out of the way and there's times he's taking punches right in the mouth from these big guys and has gotten right up and I'm not saying that it can't happen in NFL guy can fall but also to Martin last point the, the quarterback is a lot more protected nowadays in the NFL so the size thing and oh he can get hurt doesn't bother me as much as it used to last quick stat here you know what I mean yards both these guys rushed for in college CJ Stroud CJ didn't one, run 136 he never ran did you know what you know what Bryce ran for 162. So these guys aren't running quarterbacks. They're pocket passers, man. And you're really flipping the coin. I'll be real with you, bro. I like CJ a lot. Even though he's a Buckeye, that, that's over with. You don't play there no more. Now I'm going to show my love. Could show my love like I wanted to, but not could show my love because you don't play there no more. You're flip, You're really splitting hairs. But for me, it's Bryce Young. You know who the third best quarterback is in this draft? I, huh. To be honest with you, I don't have one yet because I'm still hey! trying to. Oh, man. Hooker. Oh, God. Here you go. Look, I'm telling you what. Here you go. Let's get that ACL in order. I just mentioned him to, to, about you saying that Hinden to somebody. Hinden I just Hooker. said that to Ray I said, yo, I bet you he yells Hinden Hooker on this show today. I just said that to Ray now this morning. <laughs> You think he's better than well? I don't. I think Will Lovis is. I, I'm not. I'm not feeling him. You can't beat Vanderbilt, bro. Like I'm, you got to win games in college for me uh, at the quarterback position. What about Richards? What about Richardson? Bo and I text. We when this first came across, Bo. Right? We thought. We just felt. And Bo, it's funny because as I'm texting it, he sends it to me. This just feels like they've fallen in love with Richardson because they had Cam before. Well, it's right? like, well, dude, it's just the thing was, I watched a lot of college football this year, yeah. especially the Saturdays here. Oh. At no point, and this has only been true of a few guys I can think of who got drafted in the first round. Yeah. At no point, I thought this about Daniel Jones as well, yep. and Mitchell Trubisky, but at no point did I think that this guy was going to be the best quarterback out. I'm with you. And the same for Anthony Richardson. Yep. When I actually, as you love to watch the tape, as if I'm not watching C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young play, but when I was watching Anthony Richardson, it's just at no point did I think that this guy was going to be the best quarterback of this class. Now, eventually, could he be the best quarterback of the class? Sure. Maybe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's like a lot of things maybe. have to go right. Yeah, it's for, like, for all these guys. Though, I'll put it like this. Guys. If you are into the Anthony Richardson business, thinking you're going to find the next Josh Allen, that's very much like getting into the Chet Holmgren business, thinking you're going to find the next Kevin Durant. Mm. Josh Allen is mm. there is not going to be a next Josh Allen. There's like there's not a next Kevin Durant. Well, I, I, the comparison I would look for him would be more Cam Newton. What but even but even with Cam. 
Josh there's, can't run like Cam. There's not, but Bucky Brooks was saying this earlier, and I appreciate it because I do. I am a Cam truther at this point in the game. I love Cam. This guy was the Heisman, yeah, and did not have a single other NFL player, not starter, player on his college team. Yeah, his college coach was fired a year later. Yep. Go look at the roster that he had when he went fifteen and one. Mm-hmm. In, in the NFL yeah, and lost in the Super Bowl. Ain't tell me. But Cam Newton, <laughs> Cam Newton, up there with Johnny Manziel and a few other guys, Cam. is the best college football player of the last, from like 2000 on. Yeah. Up there with Tebow. All right? Like, I would like, put him like, over Tebow. But I'm just uh, in the conversation mm-hmm. of top five college football players in the last 20 years. And if you want to go ahead and extend it a little bit further than that, I'm willing to hear your argument. That's how good Cam Newton was. Yeah. Anthony Richardson ain't never done nothing like that in, 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 on, any, on any football field. Cam did an SEC, too. And if you remember that Bama game is in Tuscaloosa. They're down 21 to nothing. And the coach just goes, okay, go win it for me, Cam. And Cam goes, okay. And he does it. He, oh. And he does it. He brings him back from three touchdowns down and beats Saban and beats Alabama and then goes and wins the national championship, wins the Heisman and going. But I, with Richardson, see, we, we get caught up in measurables. We get so caught up in these numbers and measurables. And Nick Saban had a great quote about Bryce Young. He said, we've seen tons of 6'4", 225 quarterbacks with bazooka arms that can't read a defense. When they get to the NFL, Jeff George, Ryan Leaf, I can name them all day. Jamarcus Russell, I can name them all day long. But when you put the Bryce Young tape on, he doesn't miss reads. He doesn't miss receivers. He just, I mean, this kid, he's just that damn. Damn good. And I think, like I said, the splitting hairs, I would give him the edge over C.J. Stroud because C.J. Stroud still has some tape out there that you can put and go, eh, all right, and I don't know what you were seeing on that player. I'm not sure what happened that quarter or that half or that game. But, okay, you're still a great player, but what, what was up here? You can't find that with – all the way back to high school, you can't find that with Bryce Young. And that's why I take him number one overall. The only thing also you can't find is 215 pounds on Bryce Young. But the, okay. the last thing I'll say He's about this trade. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, you're, that's making the point. But the last thing I'll say about this trade is I really like what Ryan Poles is doing around Justin Fields. You trade last year for Chase Claypool, who was a day two, was a second round pick, yeah. who was out of favor in, in Pittsburgh. This trade, DJ Moore, two thousand. He was the first round pick in twenty eighteen, averaged seventy two catches and over one thousand yards a season since that time. Despite playing with eleven quarterbacks, okay, so wow. that 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 is wow. That's DeAndre Hopkins style yeah. uh, of of just putting out production, no matter who is the quarterback. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go back and look at D Hop's Houston days, and you'll Add see what I mean. Stir. But that's impressive to me. And so if you're Justin Fields, hey, you got Cole Komet coming in there. You got Chase Claypool on one side. Mm-hmm. You got uh, uh, DJ Moore on the other side. You got your weapons, pal. And you got a decent running game with her, with Herbert. So uh, I like the Chicago Bears offense. Yeah. It's, I should say this. This is the right way to build around a rookie quarterback. And we'll get into another team that will be starting a new quarterback next year, more than likely, coming up next. Martin and VJ, Fox Sports Radio. Martin and VJ coming to you live from the TireRack.com studios. Also brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. 
Man, well, it looks like, VJ, uh, we are headed towards, what is it? You know, a parting of the ways. Because nobody gets fired anymore. You know, now it's all like, uh, uh, you get mutually agreed to part ways. Unless you know you're Sarah, unless you're Syracuse. <laughs> and that crap they pulled on Jim Beheim the other well, day. <laughs> that was wild. Dude, that was that was Bush League. Well, that was Bush I, League. What it's, so what it seemed to me, we'll go for it now. What it seemed like to me was Syracuse said, look, man, we don't really want you to come back the next year, Jim. And Jim Beheim went out there and said, try me. And you know what they did? They tried him. They tried him right then and there. He... It'll be a long time before they mean anything to college basketball again. You mark my words. Well, it's been a long time since they've meant anything to college basketball recently. Man, I don't agree with that. I mean, when's the last time, besides Carmelo Anthony, that Syracuse was Syracuse? See, see that's, that. I mean, I know they made the Final Four yeah. with Michael Carter Williams. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, hold up. As now. an eleven seed, I was about to say, hold up. Now, it, 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 see that it doesn't. That's not the point. The point is when you go play Syracuse. When that coaching staff and that guy is over there, trust me, man, there's, there's something that you can't measure on paper. There's stuff in sports you just can't measure with numbers. And when a guy like that walks away, when, when something like that happens there, you, you, he can still get recruits there because he's still Jim freaking Beheim. And you do him like that? You think big-time recruits are going to want to go to Syracuse now? I don't know the big-time recruit that went to Syracuse after Carmelo Anthony. Well, go look him up, man. No, I'm serious. I mean, you could tell me who they are. Nah. Like, who's the guy in the league right now that's uh, killing it that played at Syracuse? I mean, we could pick a bunch of schools that you know, we could do that with a bunch none of, of them schools. That had a, none of them had one coach for 50 years. Well, 47. But I get what you're saying. <laughs> like, none of them have, like, <laughs> that's my thing. Just, you should be able to list out, like, I could tell you guys that came through Duke. You know what I'm saying? Even though it's just and, and, and guys who just even just had pro careers, and then some those guys in the pro Hall of Fame who came from Duke, especially when you look towards the end of that towards the end of Shostakovich's career, he was putting all types of guys in the league, most notably Kyrie, Jason Tatum, whatever. Yeah, right. This is like where are these guys? Like I remember Jerry McNamara and Hakeem Warwick and Carmelo Anthony just as much as the next guy. But it hasn't been that since like I was in high school, which was 2007, 2008. So that's why I'm just saying. Where is it? I still think Bayheim is a guy that draws great attention to your program. Kids want to go play there. It's always a fist fight against that 2-3 zone to play there. You're always it, – it, the, the name itself, the program itself is always going to draw um, the best out of your opponent. That To me, that type of stuff matters in sports. And the way they did Bayheim, like I said, I just – I think – if if you thought they didn't mean anything recently, okay, well it's going to be even worse. Is we'll go with I'll go with your opinion. Fine, it's going to be even worse now the way they did. But anyway, you go go on with your with your point you were making there. But uh, yeah, the, the way the teams don't fire guys, I guess everybody mutually agrees now. Well, it's to, just, it's to step away. Okay, Bay, like the I just have trouble with the idea that like he can't get fired. Like I just don't like it. Like what do you mean you okay. can't get fired? Like like. I, I'll, I'll explain. Okay, I'll explain that. I'll explain that. I believe it sometimes in life, even in sports. Sometimes you've done so, you've done enough that you you get to walk away when you're ready to walk away. We've seen it. We we we've seen it in sports before. You know, Dean Smith was he didn't have the the greatest run towards the end, but Dean Smith got to walk away out of Carolina gracefully when Dean Smith was ready to walk away out of Carolina gracefully. You know what I'm saying? There there are certain players and coaches that get to do that, bro. Like they like Cal Ripken Jr. 
Cal Ripken Jr., that, that team never won nothing the last 15 years of his career. But he showed up to work every day, broke the consecutive game winning streak. I was there in Baltimore when it happened. And you probably could have said five years before he retired, yeah, that guy's got to go. That guy's got to. But when you've done that much, when you put that much in, there's something in life, to, in my opinion, that just gets to say, hey, man, that guy gets to kind of go when he's ready to go. You think Jeter was the same guy the last three or four years of his career? No, but Jeter gets to walk away when Jeter's ready to walk away for everything he's done for your friends, for everything Bayheim has done for that school and that program. I personally believe that the guy, treat him a little better than that, man. That's, that's just all I'm saying. Well, it's on you to get out when the time to go is. That's, uh, he should have right. hung him up. Like, that's the way I look at okay. it. Like, maybe you hang them up before you go 16 and 17 and 17 and 15 in the last two years. Okay. Right? Like, maybe you, like, go out on top. Like, my, like I don't, I don't that's know. That's easier that's said than done. Everybody go. doesn't get to go out on top, man. Well, that's just. He had several opportunities. He was there for 47 freaking years. Yeah. And you got, what, how many titles? Two? He has one title, four Final Four appearances. So that's what one every one every decade. There you go. Well, I mean, there's coaches that don't get on to average. Him. There's coaches that don't get to him. And you know what they get? Fired. <laughs> there's <laughs> like, coaches that there's coaches. There's coaches that, exactly. And they go get jobs other places, and they still can't get there either. And they go get jobs at other places, and they still can't get there. So either. Jim Beheim couldn't get there and he had a job at the same place the whole time. Well, he went to four Final Fours, though. Is what I'm. Yeah, he went to four Final Fours in 47 years. Yeah. Well, in what? 47 years, okay. I would hope if you did something for 50 dunkle years, you would reach the pinnacle of it every so often. Okay. Like, I, 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 I mean, seriously. I'm not going to fight it, bro. That's just how I feel about it. I, I felt like they did them. I didn't like the way they did them, period. I think when you do that much for a program that long, like, people know who you are, man. Basically, when you talk about Sherman Douglas and you talk about Pearl, you talk about Derek Coleman and Carmelo Anthony, you talk about, you're talking some legendary names that have come through. You're talking about some legendary. But I grew up in that area in the East Coast. I grew up on Georgetown and Syracuse and Georgetown and Providence. I mean, like, look, yeah, I I just, that's how I feel about I, it. That, that's it. I don't think there's a doubt Syracuse tried to like do well by him. The problem is, Beheim's a jerk to everyone, and he never stops being a jerk. Even in that final press conference, he was a jerk to the to the to the uh, the reporter. Like that's just who he is. And I'm sure they probably made an overture to do well by him, and he just raised a middle uh, a proverbial middle finger. And you know like, what, Chris? I'm borrowing this from somebody else, but there's a level. It's tolerance and production, right? They will tolerate. As much as your production will allow. Talent trumps trouble, yeah. They will tolerate as much as your production allows. And so what happened? You know, eight eight, eight games over 500, his third to last season, two games under, uh, two games over as he goes, progresses through. It's not shocking to me to see Jim Beheim's out and maybe not of his own accord. Like, you know, you, you know who better you know who better get some wins under his bucket? Who? Under his belt recently? Tom Izzo. Uh, Izzo's fine. We, they talk about January, February Izzo. Izzo's fine. Izzo's fine. Izzo, Izzo, Izzo's fine. And Izzo's one of those coaches where I put I, I, I put him in that same category. Izzo's done so much. And you talk about NBA guys. He's he's put NBA, National Championship, Final Fours. One thing about Michigan That's State. That's the thing. You can, go, you can go point at Michigan State guys right one, now. One, one thing about Michigan State is when it, all they have to do is get the march. Now, the loss to Ohio State was was disappointing. I, and I sat and watched that game. Uh, my daughter, Journey, and I sat on the couch and watched that game the other day. And I was very shocked and surprised at the way they played. But when, when March comes around and they get get their bracket and they get their seating. When you go out there and you face Izzo, you better be ready to play basketball. 
You better be ready to play. He always has his teams ready to play. Do they win it every year, get to the final four every year? No. But there's been a lot of years that you don't expect much out of Izzo in the green troop, and next thing you know, you blink, they're in the Elite Eight. You know what I'm saying? Like, they are that type of team and coached by him. I just think that when you've done it so well for a program that long, Coach K, Roy Williams, guys like that, that's well, just me, man. I just Coach think K that, and Roy Williams won significantly more than he did. Yeah, I, I get that. And significantly less time. Yeah, I get that. Well, yeah, less time. Well, Roy, Roy split it between Carolina and Kansas. So, you know, when he's at Kansas, he never won. He got the championship game a couple of times. And uh, lost to Jim Beheim. There you go, right there. Lost to, to, to Jim Payham. To Martin's point, game. though, like I, I have heard stories about Tom Izzo, where if he wasn't ab, if he absolutely wasn't winning at these levels, I don't know how much the university would tolerate it. Hmm. Like there are some stories off the board about. That. Well, there's some stories off the board about Michigan State athletics. Like we can go, yeah, that's a different show. That's a different show. So I wonder what Steve DeSager has to think about my uh, Jim Beheim take. I feel like he hates it, but. We'll get to that, and uh, honestly, probably more score scores than anything else. Tell them, Steve. Steve, what you got? I will repeat what the Syracuse man himself, Jason Smith, said before this week even on our weeknight show, that Bayheim should have just stepped down years ago. It's on him! it's been a decade since they've been something. It's about 10 and 10 in conference every year, and every star, and there have been plenty of stars coming through there, every star from Syracuse that got named in this segment's discussion, uh, none of them played in the last 20 years at Syracuse. They <laughs> haven't done themselves any favor as a program. Thanks, it's, Steve. It's time. We have a programming note because in a half an hour on Fox TV, the USA has its World Baseball Classic opener against Great Britain in Arizona. Adam Wainwright of the Cardinals is going to be the U.S. starting pitcher tonight, but this lineup, my goodness, Mookie Betts leading off, and then Mike Trout, then MVP Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, then Kyle Schwarber and Trey Turner, etc. Now, the American starting pitching is not at all what Japan has in this tournament, so we'll see a bit later down the road. Japan won again this morning, by the way. Columbia in 10 innings earlier today in Arizona beat Mexico 5-4 on an error, and there's a game in Miami on FS1 right now. Dominican Republic tied 1-1 with Venezuela. Bottom of the fourth, the Dominicans got an RBI double in the first inning from Juan Soto. Now to college basketball, finishing up on Fox TV, the Big East Tournament Final, Marquette still up double digits on Xavier with a minute and a half to go, 63-50. to San Diego State, one seed in the Mountain West, has just beaten Utah State, 62-57. Texas took the Big 12 over Kansas, 76-56. to Duke versus Virginia about to start in the ACC Final, and late night, in a couple hours in Vegas, the Pac-12 championship game, UC LA versus Arizona. Conference final victories for Vermont, Howard, and Texas Southern, which is going to the NCAA tournament with a record of 14 and 20 after beating Grambling for the SWAC title 61 58. In fact, Texas Southern, the first team ever to make it to the NCAAs with 20 losses and fewer than 15 wins on the season. Among the Big Ten semis today, Penn State upset Indiana 77 73. In the NBA, the Clippers down New York 106 95. Kawhi Leonard with 38 points. Pistons have lost 10 in a row, but they're in the game tonight. Third quarter at Detroit. It's Pacers 7. 79-77 in the lead. Pacers missing two stars due to injuries, Tyrese Halliburton and Miles Turner. Also in progress, it's Boston up at halftime, 71-61 at Atlanta. And about to start, it's Dallas, uh, excuse me, Dallas and Memphis underway. And about to start, it's New Orleans hosting Oklahoma City. 
In the NHL, Boston won again, beat Detroit 3-2. Bruins the fastest in league history to 50 wins. Did so in 64 games. Back to you. Thanks, Steve. The Bruins are rolling, man. Goodness Martin and gracious. BJ coming to you live from the Tyrac.com studios. They are rolling. And you know what I thought as Steve was listing off uh, the, the World Baseball Classic American roster? What's up, Baba? I was like, you know, if the if the uh, Los Angeles, formerly Anaheim Angels, signed all these players, they'd probably still finish third in the division. They would, Papa. They would probably finish third, Papa. <laughs> they would probably finish third. They could lay down Mookie Betts, Mike Trout, you know, you name it. They still would probably finish third or fourth in their own division. Right Quick there. question for you. During the break, you were talking like, are you, I'll ask, are you a fan of the World Baseball Classic? Does it do anything for you? No, not okay. really. Well, it does for me, Papa. It does for me, Papa. You know I'm, you know, half black and half Dominican, you know, so Dominican Republic is all right now, Papa. See, when I start to watch the World Classic Baseball, you see how the Latino, the Hispanic, it gets to me, man. It comes out. I love when they pitch the ball and they, they, oh, this is great baseball right here, Papa. This is a good game. This Venezuelan Dominican game is awesome. You You don't watch this stuff, man. This is dope. This is great. I'm sorry. This is like Olympics to me. I I get all giddy about Again, it. Again, another thing I don't. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Happen. Yeah, I know. I know. You you want football played indoors. So you always say, I say ridiculous stuff. You say some ridiculous stuff too, bro. Seriously. I mean, I just would like that there be no weather implications God, to any of the games stop. I'm watching. Just stop. No weather. Yeah. What the? I would like, like the Go idea. Go live on a Truman show then. How many different, how many different games this year got moved or changed or altered due to the weather? At least four. Was it? Was it that many? Was it four games? I thought it was just one. There was at least two that had to move location. I thought it was just one. I thought it was just the uh, the Bills game got moved to Detroit Thanksgiving week because they were going to play there for Thanksgiving. But they played. I think the Browns was it. I thought it was the only game that got moved Maybe because I'm of weather. Blanking. And sometimes a hurricane. But no, we don't, we yeah, don't get we that. Go. We don't. We don't. We don't. We don't get that often. I don't know. No, I said we get about every year. We don't get that often. We get but, about every year. Right, yeah, Hurricanes well, hit every year. You know, football cannot be played indoors. And I want you to start watching. I started watching Sopranos. I gave you something. You got to give me something. The Sopranos man. is one of the best television shows of all time. And the baseball. And the world baseball. Classic is one of the best sporting events. Are you kidding me? It's just that's just fundamentally not true. Oh God! There we go. All right, man. No, seriously, like run no, you down the one. No, 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 yeah, I can. No, because it's put, still, it's still, it still has to be. I don't have fifth, no. or, fifth sixth, seventh down no, the list. See, I don't have no. There's no list to me, man. It's just when I when it's on, I'm watching. I don't just like when the Super Bowl's on, I'm watching. The Final Four's on, I'm watching. The World Cup's on, I'm watching. Like you said something about right. the, the World Cup. You weren't watching the World Cup. Yeah, you know what? I was the NBA is on right now. I'm not watching baseball. Wow, the NBA. <laughs> over this, the NBA product of today over the World uh, Baseball Classic right now, bro. All right, I'm saying wait, different strokes for different folks. Well, and not bro, only that, I am a national radio host, and I can't imagine that uh, half the audience doesn't care about baseball in general. So that maybe That's half of I, that half cares about world you baseball. Let Rob, hear you say that. That's all right. I've said it to him before. <laughs> <laughs> I've said it so to him look, before. So, so have I. Most joke. popular athlete. So have I. One of the most popular athletes. Get, of wow. Yeah, there you. You go. name the one. The one name athlete star in, in this world in, in this country right now. His name is LeBron. You know what he plays? Basketball. I'm a woman. Uh, And basketball's not even the most popular sport here But if you want to talk about most popular I talk football and then basketball And then we'll figure out whatever I can fit in 
Also, to a quick sidebar, Marquette wins the Big East, man. How about Shaka Smart, right? Did such a great job at VCU, got him to a Final Four, went, took the took the big job, took the took the big check like he should have. Things didn't work out at Texas, but stayed in the top power five and just kind of reverted back to, you know, not a, such a bigger responsibility or bigger eyes on you program in Marquette. And look what he's doing right now, bro. Dancing with his kids as they've won the Big East tournament, knocking off Xavier. Shout out, shout out really uh, to him. Christina Hey, Mama. You know, uh, Shock Smart, he's making a mistake here. What? He needs to go back bald. When he oh, was bald, uh, yeah, well, yeah. I'm telling you, he needs to go back bald. Whatever, he got the little curly whatever girl. this, whatever this, uh, whatever this Matt Barnesian curl uh, he got going on top of his head, that's got to go, bro. Uh, look, I get it. You ain't right, man. No, I mean, I get it because look, right, when he man. was down at Texas, that's when it, that's when it started to bubble up. The curls started to bubble up over there. Because look, when you're getting, when you're getting, when you're losing consistently. You know, it's hard to come in there with a fresh lineup. Exactly. Yeah, you're you know not what thinking mean? about that. You got to come in there looking like you've been struggling. Yeah. You got to come in. <laughs> that, that's 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 what Belichick mastered. Even being successful when he's great, he looks the same as when his team is bad. Yeah. It always looked like he had a long night the night before. So he never could get accused of like, oh, oh, now you acting big and bad because you win it. You should have stuck with the ball, Chaka Smart. You stuck with the ball. Now you now you now look at him. He looks like it's like he drives a Toyota Sienna. Beforehand, when he was ball headed, he's like, man, what is this guy doing his free time? He's a rebel. What a renegade. Yeah. I like them. I always have. I got connections to VCU, which is Virginia Commonwealth University. Uh, friends that have graduated from there, party there in my early 20s, going to visit friends in college. So I was always, I, I always pull for Shaka Smart. But anyway, just up on the screen here, we see them hugging and crying and emotional. I, I, I think that's great that he's gone up there. Marquette, the fighting Dwayne Wade's up there, Marquette. Yeah, you know, and uh, Dwayne Wade was about the last time Syracuse basketball was relevant uh, when he was in college at Marquette. Hey, yeah, listen, man, I'm still I mean, no, yeah. You know, I don't know why he just uh, – there we go. Chris changed it. I don't know why – you couldn't miss Michael Carter-Williams, Syracuse star, yeah. playing 25 we, minutes a night for the Orlando yeah, Magic. Yeah, exactly, because this is uh, – because the heat and the, and the Magic, yeah, that's way more fun right now than Venezuela and the Dominican Republic. Say five words in Spanish right now. No, I don't want to. Want or can't? I, I don't want to. No, I don't. I don't want to. If I can't, yeah. then I would have said I can't. I don't Racist. want to. I don't <laughs> nah. want to. I don't like being put on. No, no, no. See, y'all not gonna do that. No, not gonna do that. I don't try to put me on the spot to see if I know Spanish. No, I'm just so, saying. No, you no. Can, you were asking. You, can, you were asking to try to be to try to be slick, and I don't go there. I don't do that. I nope. Mean, I'm just saying. You keep busting out this accent. I love my accent. I have. Well, I I'm have just alter. I have alter. I have a Spanish alter eagles too. Tu sabes español? I have. Señor, tu sabes? Oh God, here you go. No? No? <laughs> All right. Martin and VJ, oh Fox Sports God. Radio. Coming up next, we'll get into Odell Beckham and his workout. You even know Will he said? ever sign? I asked you, do you know Spanish, fam? That's, the, that's it. That's the tweet. All right. Martin and VJ, Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. 
we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Martin and Vijay coming to you live from the Tyrac.com studios. <laughs> That's something right there. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. What is? I have, I'm, I'm not Shakira. going front. I'm, my favorite say, I'm, I'm not going front. I don't know what it is, but I like the way it sounds. And she's speaking in Spanish. That's all I care about. It sounds good. I like this. Sound good to me. All right. Well, okay. Martin always wants you to try to prove something. My bad. Go ahead. Why would you mean I wanted you to prove something? Just go ahead, man. Read, do the read. We'll get. We'll get to it. Oh, my bad. I thought you were about to read something. No, I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure out what I'm trying to prove. Now, you know what you're doing, man. Come on, come on, Martin. You're a smart guy, buddy. 12 NFL teams attended Odell Beckham's workout in Arizona as he tries to prove that... uh, 12 did? Wow. The look of genuine shock on your face. Dude, I would not have thought 12 teams... Anybody in the studio right now thought 12 teams would show up to watch Odell Beckham Jr.? Work out? To- if you had set the number at 10, I would have took it over. If you had set it oh, at God. 18, I would have took under. No, if you just said it at 10, I'd have took the under and I'd have lost. That's fine. But, wow, okay, go ahead and finish. Wow, 12. I'm sorry. Yes, I I, I was genuinely shocked. They had the Panthers, Giants, Patriots, Rams, Cardinals, 49ers, Bills, Chiefs, Vikings, Browns, and Ravens. Hmm. And also the Jets, the Cowboys, who hmm. flirted with Odell Beckham, what, from Thanksgiving to Christmas last football season? Notably not present per CBS Sports, Jonathan Jones. Hmm. I'm trying to, I mean, the, the names were just, the teams were just quick that you'd read it. And, and as fast as I'm trying to process them, I'm thinking, who could, okay, who, who would, is he a good fit? Like, okay, yeah, I can see why they were there. Or, yeah, I can see why they were there. The teams you just, I mean, well, they are, bum-ass Jets, yeah, maybe them, but. Well, yeah, the Panthers just traded away DJ Moore. The Giants didn't have a wide receiver all year. They kept getting hurt, Sterling Shepard and the like. No, you don't bring him back there. Well, the Patriots, their receiving core had Devontae Parker and Nelson Aguilar. They keep trying veterans. It doesn't work out. The Rams, 
That's the last team he played for. The Cardinals, you want to talk about a team that keeps trying out veterans, they signed Robbie Anderson after he quit the Panthers. Yeah, not only that, they tried to with they did the trade with Hop, didn't work out, tried to bring in A.J. Green, didn't work out. Uh, the Rams, that's where he already was. I think Bo and I agree that that's probably would have been the best fit for him to go back next year. The Patriots, once again, they, they did, they've done this with these veteran receivers. It just doesn't work. They tried it with uh, Ocho. They tried it with uh, Reggie Wayne. It, it just doesn't work there. Go ahead, go, go ahead name, name all those for me, brother. The 49ers. No, don't need them. The Bills, the Chiefs. Don't need them. Don't need them. Yeah, those three teams don't need them. The Chiefs? No, the, no. No, and I banged on the Chiefs all year long, but I will be real and say, look, look, they did what they did with what they had. You're going to add a me guy, hey, look at me, 31-year-old with two ACL surgeries? Absolutely not. I just don't not. have the evidence of the look at me, Louis type of stuff that people always put on Odell Beckham. In uh, fact— Just go look on social media. Just go just go research it. It's there. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm on Twitter. I don't know what Twitter you're on, the one that everybody else is on, apparently, according to you. But, yeah, I, like, I don't see the evidence of Odell Beckham really doing anything at all. <laughs> Quite honestly, maybe you want to say that he was the mastermind behind the video of Baker Mayfield missing everybody in Cleveland. But I think the fact of the matter is Baker Mayfield was missing everybody in Cleveland and no one. I mean, no one. No one came. That's to That's not defense. an example I would use. I'm, I don't even I never even cared about that. That was a that was a non story for me. And his dad got all involved with it. that was a non story for me. I rarely even talked about that. Uh, Odell Beckham is, is is a diva. Odell. Okay, Beckham. So, where, so if that's the non story, then where is the Odell Beckham? Diva. Well, you can all, all the stuff, all the antics that he pulled when he's with the Giants. The fact that you, I didn't even the, live in California the, then. The fact that was almost it was seven years ago. It doesn't matter. It's, it's still there though. The fact that he decided that the best move before a big playoff game was to take uh, all the young receivers so he could show them what a big popular pop culture guy he was and put him on a boat and take a picture all shirtless with jeans and Timberlands on when you should have been getting ready for a game. First and of it all, was clear. Trey Songz didn't get nearly enough uh, smoke for being on that boat. <laughs> Second of all, uh, those were Trey, Song- Trey Songs didn't have a playoff game to get ready for. Second of all, that was seven to eight it doesn't years matter. ago. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. That stuff. That stuff has followed him. It does not matter. The fact that he, the fact I'm that just, he, okay, okay, where, last year, last year, last year, the fact that he, just because you don't agree with it, Martin, doesn't mean it's not evidence. Bro, okay. Just because you don't two, agree with it doesn't mean that it's not okay. evidence. Okay. Hold up, last where year is too. The, all right, where is the evidence last of year, the last seven last year, years? Last year, last year, this whirlwind, this whirlwind tour of, hey, I want to try out for the, hey, look at me, like, I'm going to go for all these teams and I'm going to show up at these NBA games and sit courtside with all these other guys. Just, Come on, man. Listen, okay, if you don't see it, so then So where fine, would you, you like him it. to sit? You didn't say, just be <laughs> where you want him to sit. You trying to get back in the league, man? Do it. Just be a little incog, little more incognito, more serious about actually trying to be, get in the league instead of having your, just your face out there and trying to so, work on so your brand. So don't go to basketball games. No, then. no, probably not. Why not? Probably not, cause man, just get focused on what you're really trying to do. Did you did you not go to basketball games? Or were you not? Did that somehow lock you out? I also of, did I that also somehow not, stop you from your dreams of becoming also, a national radio host? I, I also am not an NFL receiver trying to catch back onto a team and get myself a contract either. Well, he's not having a tough time. He had twelve teams come to his workout. Clearly, he's in demand. You think? I don't know. It's not like zero teams went to his workout. I mean, I don't get it. We'll talk to another quarterback in demand as well. Lamar Jackson coming up next. Fox Sports Radio.
That's right, Martin and VJ broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there with an unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com is the way tire buying should be. And VJ, we had a moment this week that happened that had everybody with the tinfoil hats confiring and conspiring because it looked like we might have a conspiracy theory going on in play. But I don't know the last time. That actually, I think this is all around unprecedented, VJ. That we had a uh, unanimous MVP not be re signed on his rookie deal, signed to the non exclusive franchise tag, which means essentially that everybody can negotiate with him. And then we find out through various beat writers and the news industrial complex of the NFL that not one, not two, not three, but like Miami and LeBron, four or five teams out on pursuit of Lamar Jackson. VJ, what are your initial thoughts on that? Hmm, I don't know. They were kind of all over the place because you hear so many different things. You never know who's got the right story or what sources, right? You try to attach yourself at least to, you know, credible reporters and people that are on, you know, networks. Uh, not to say that they can't get on and say something wrong. Um, I, I think – there's a lot of rush to judgment and on this topic and nothing can be done until free agency starts anyway. And then also people do know and some people do or don't. The exclusive franchise tag, everybody knows, means he can go and he can talk to other people and get an offer sheet and then they have to take it back to Baltimore and Baltimore either says yeah or nay. What I don't know if a lot of people know, and if they don't, I'll tell you guys right now, when you give that offer sheet up, that money is actually tied up in free agency. So what it does is it holds you from being able to make other moves, even though you don't technically have Lamar. You just have this piece of paper with this number on it that is being taken up in your salary cap area. And then Baltimore can then now play around and wait around however long the time limit is for them to either say yay or nay. The reason why I think teams initially said they were out, I think some of us posturing think some of his chess moves, think some of his gamesmanship. And I think some of it is, well, we got to kind of be out now. Well, free agency hasn't even started yet, so can't nobody really be in. But if we do sign him to an, an offer sheet, that money is tied up, and that keeps those teams from being able to pursue other players because that salary cap money is gone. So this story actually drained me this week because you just see so much stuff, you know, conspiracy, collusion, stuff like that. And I, I don't know if I'm a conspiracy theorist. I just don't believe everything I'm always told through the media and especially the news is why I don't watch the news. But, you know, we'll, we'll see, Martin. I think, I think after this week when free agency opens up, I think, you know, some things will become uh, more clear because you could throw out all the numbers in the stats. Oh, he's missed this many games, missed this many games. Bernie Frano and I, a good friend here at the show and a good personal friend of mine uh, and has his own show here on Fox Sports Radio. Him and I were talking earlier this week, and I said, I, I just think more context needs to be said when I hear people go, well, he didn't finish last year. We know why he didn't finish last year, people. Don't play with me. Don't, be, don't, don't play stupid. That's one of my pet peeves in life is when smart people play dumb. Don't play dumb with me. We know he didn't come back. Because he didn't have a guaranteed deal. Like, we we, we we know that. Now, if you want to just say, well, we don't know, all right, fine. But 
human being. You wouldn't have come back and played neither if you didn't have a contract, a guaranteed contract, and ended up getting hurt and costing yourself millions and millions of dollars. So uh, there needs to be some context there. But just stuff where it feels like people are trying to pick apart his game. And I'm looking at a guy that only has one year of double-digit interceptions, right? Like So uh, for a guy who can't throw, led the league in his MVP year of throwing touchdown passes, you know, for a guy they can't throw. So I think there's a lot of stuff being thrown out here, Martin. I think it's safe to say I'm in the parking area of where I'm going to wait until free agency starts. And I think more teams will then become in instead of out because you can't tell me there's at least 20 teams. Last week you made a great point about there's five teams in the league that have no business looking at a quarterback, right? There, there's five teams. You have Burrow, Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, and I'm not sure if I'm missing anybody right there. But for the most part, if you're in those teams, you have no business looking at a quarterback. I, I, I would I would add Justin Herbert to that list. Okay, and, that, and, and that's would, the fifth and, guy. And that's about that's okay. about it. So then you're telling me 27 teams are out on a, a superior, a supreme talent guy like you know, like Lamar Jackson. I'm I'm just not buying it. So I'm I'm gonna wait until free agency starts on the 14th, and I'll move from there. Yeah. So is. It, so they didn't sign him to the exclusive franchise tag, which saved them about $14 million, but also allowed Lamar Jackson the opportunity to go out and basically negotiate. Basically, essentially, okay, you negotiate the contract, other team, mm-hmm. is what the Ravens are saying. Pretty much. And it's like, you if y'all figure it out, and y'all come bring it back to us, and we'll see what you can do. So it really is an opportunity for Lamar to go out essentially – as about as on the open market as he can, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's just the other thing that I because that's been a, what you, I want to address. One thing you just said specifically mm-hmm. about him missing the end of last year, also missed the end of uh, of the second to last year as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, did not finish either one of the last two years, but. You know, the NFLPA released report cards on every league and on every team in the league just a week ago. Okay, right. The Baltimore Ravens, Uh-oh. an organization that we have thought of as one of the, the great organizations in football, right? And I made the point last week, we talk about that. A lot of it has to do, who's your GM at the time? Ozzie Newsom. Ozzie Newsom is no longer running the show nope. in the same way. He's still in Baltimore, but he is no longer the primary decision maker in Baltimore. That's Ernie DaCosta. That's what he's doing. I'm sorry, Eric DaCosta. That's what he's doing now. If you'd like to hear the most recent story about him, just look at Rashad Bateman's Twitter timeline. Mm. But Mm. Baltimore ranked 32nd in the NFL in the strength staff category, earning an F minus. An F minus. In strength staff category. You know what I thought? Man, remember last year? Not the last season that just ended. Mm -hmm. The season before. Mm -hmm. Okay? The Ravens were one of... This is before the Bengals went on their magical run in the AFC North. Ravens were the favorite in the AFC North. Or number one seed in November until he got hurt. But but then what happened? Even in the preseason, what happened? Running... J.K. Dobbins goes down. Yep. they ended the season running uh, your boy from Atlanta, Freeman. Freeman. They uh, they ended they running the season. The street, yeah. They picked him up off the street. Yeah. The former uh, franchise back for Atlanta. They pick him up off the street in week nine because they don't have any backs left. Yeah. Right. So what happens with Ronnie Stanley? He's been in and out of the lineup for the last what is it? Sixteen plus thirty-four games. <laughs> All right. Yeah. 
You look at Rashad Bateman, in and out of the lineup. Lamar Jackson, in and out of the lineup. Look, they had 17 players on opening kickoff Sunday. They had 17 players on IR, which was an NFL record. And injuries happen. Yeah. All right? Part of football. It's a part of football. And recovery from those injuries is something that you can measure in into some how quickly does this guy get right. Okay? It's your job. It's your job. Very much like Mahomes, he sprained his ankle twice. That's how can you how soon till you can get back out here, got buddy? Some good people there. Yeah, how soon till you can get back out here and be effective. Yep. It does not seem to me, from all the data points that I have, that the Baltimore Ravens are incredibly good at doing this. Yeah. If I'm Lamar Jackson, there's no chance yeah. I'm going out He's there. He's never yeah. And VJ, I'll remind you. What did John Harbaugh say in his first media availability after Lamar left the game injured? This is a week-to-week injury. Well, Lamar week-to-week-to-week-to-week through the rest of the season. Right? Harbaugh was frustrated at one point. You can see it in his face. I understand that. But it's... You can't tell me, because you know why? Probably because the organization is telling him Lamar is good enough to go. Or Lamar's telling him he's good enough to go, and the organization is saying, no, he's not good enough to go. Yeah. But what it seems to be unequivocally true, everybody here seems to be on different pages. Yeah, and that's a problem. And and, that, and, and here, here's an even bigger problem here. Something else I don't like that's being thrown out there is, oh, he was offered – 133 guaranteed. Okay. I'm so sick of hearing that. Okay. So what? So you're just saying he should just take that, right? No. He's asking, now, do I think he should get the Deshaun Watson deal? No. But the Browns screwed this up. And this is the NFL PA and the, and the league office's problem. This is not Lamar. This is not Lamar's problem. This is not Lamar's problem to try to fix or Lamar's problem to try to fix or or, or bend or, you know, kind of stay within the lines you want him to stay in. I don't know if the league could have done anything about that deal. I don't know if they could have said, hey, whoa, 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 Cleveland. No, 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 no. Nope, you're not. Nope, nope. We're rescinding that. We have some type of power or some type of loophole or some type of fine print. No, you are not doing that. They let that deal go through. They saw the deal. You have to report these deals. You got to send them in. You can't just sign and then go, okay, done. No, I'm pretty sure there's some checks and balances there. You let that deal go through. But now it's Lamar that's like, no, I want that deal. And everybody's like, well, no, we're not paying that deal. We don't want you to pay that deal. The collusion thing I do think has some wills that I do believe and feel that the owners may not have been told verbatim, but there is a feeling that the league does not want that deal done again because you're only going to set up the next guy and the next guy and the next guy. But these are also billionaires arguing over, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars paid to the players that are the reason why you're a billionaire. So, like I said, there's a lot of stuff with this story, man, that I I think is just smart for me to just park for a second and uh, turn on the radio and lean back in the whip, man, and just let let this just kind of play out and wait till free agency. Because it's all going to come out in the wash, Martin. It's, trust me, it's going to come out. So even though I don't think there's a no, uh, like a league-wide, like 
collusion, I do think sometimes like you and I can you and I can kind of say something to each other and have an understanding and a feeling that, yeah, we don't want to work with that guy or we're not going to have that guy on as, we, as a guest. We don't have to say it, but it is just kind of a, you know, kind of a wink, wink, like, yeah, bro, we might want to we might want to move away from. It. I think there is a sense of that because these owners, they know sooner or later. They What do you what do you think? What do you think Barrow Barrow's going to be able to ask for? What do you think Herbert's going to be able to ask for? What do you think Tua? Say Tua comes back and rocks this year. What do you think he's going to be able to ask for? The owners are like, hold on, man. We don't want to have to pay this guaranteed contract money. So I think there's a lot of that there too, Martin. Well, I know this only takes one person to break the ranks, and uh, I hope that somebody does. If I'm Lamar Jackson, F you guys. I'm not playing this year. Yeah, I'm not coming in on that sound, especially with the Baltimore Ravens. And listen to this. I just, as a quick cursory Google, found this ex-Raven Matt Judon, also my high school classmate, calls for coaches firing after latest brutal injury. Former Baltimore Ravens offside linebacker Matthew Judon has seemingly called for the Ravens to fire strength and conditioning coach Steve Saunders after yet another major injury in Baltimore. This article is dated. I can't find it, but Deshaun Elliott tore his bicep and peck during the win over the Vikings, ending his 2021 season. At that point, he was the sixth Ravens starter to be lost for the season, including the aforementioned Ronnie Stanley, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, Marcus Peters, and L.J. Fort. And that, so they did move on from Saunders yeah, after yeah, this was, season. He was uh, parted with the team, I think was the language. They, par- they, they parted ways mutually. Yes. <laughs> but you can still, but the problem is, is Mark Tamar's point, you can see the problem here. You can see, you can see the the graph, right? If we're looking at a graph, this is trending in the same direction, and we've seen this before, where training staffs aren't. Shaq, remember how Shaq used to talk about the Phoenix training staff, where people were like, "Oh, Shaq got the Phoenix and couldn't stay healthy." Shaq goes, "Yeah, I got the Phoenix, and they couldn't keep me on the court." And then we've seen guys like, I forget the gentleman here that was here with the Lakers, but I know you know his name. The guy that was here with the Lakers for like 30, 40 some years. And and Kobe like praised this guy. Kobe's like, if it wasn't for this guy who got my body ready to go out on the court from separated shoulders, torn labrums, fingers, hamstrings, I mean, just all the injuries, your training staff really, really matters, man. And Baltimore's dropped the ball on this in so many different ways. But what's what was really shrewd is with this deal, if he if they want to match any deal that he gets coming back, or if he goes back and plays on his tag, what's it like thirty-seven million or thirty-two thirty-two million dollars? He would be making on that deal. That is less than what Daniel Jones and Geno Smith is going to get paid this upcoming season. That's bull jive. There, Go ahead, Bo. There's zero chance he's going to play on that tag, though. Oh no, he's not yeah, playing he's, on the he's tag. Gonna get the, he's going to get the Jalen Ramsey back problems as soon as uh, yeah. If he doesn't get a, if he doesn't get a, an offer sheet or or, or something yeah. like that, yeah, he's going to really, Bo. I really, I think the end result of this. And deadlines drive deals, obviously. I think that somebody is going to be the outside looking in after this draft in terms of getting the quarterback that they're looking for or getting the guy that they're looking for. And then we'll see Lamar move. Yeah, I well, I, I ultimately think he's just going to end up back with the Ravens. I It's tough because I think they just want to sign him to whatever deal. They just don't want to give him the fully guaranteed contract. 
it's just hard to do the offer sheet thing because then you're tying up all your cap space for five days it, waiting for the Ravens and to make a choice. And you're picks. Everything is loaded against you trying yeah, to sign it, someone off that cap. And see, yeah. that's why this is that's why this was BS by Baltimore because see, they know this and they know teams aren't gonna be so quick to sign an offer sheet because when you sign Lamar to offer sheet that he's got to take back to Baltimore, that ties up that money. So you can't you can't that 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 handcuffs you to what else you can do in free agency. And no GM wants to be handcuffed in free agency. I don't care if it's for an hour. Look, you don't want to be handcuffed. If I got the opportunity to get a unanimous league MVP at yeah. 26 yeah. before he turns 29, <laughs> handcuff me to the bed. Martin and VJ, Fox Sports Radio. At the end of your first year, Discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you earned. Doubled. Seriously. See terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. We'll get into more quarterbacks after this. Martin and VJ Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Martin and VJ, Fox Sports Radio. VJ, we just spent a whole lot of time talking about Lamar Jackson. Yeah. He played on his fifth-year option last year. The Miami Dolphins, Tua Tungavailoa, they picked up his fifth-year option yesterday, locked him in for $23.2 million. Guaranteed. Until, uh, and so it looks as if, at least right now, Tua Tungavailoa will be the starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. Yep, and I thought we talked about it last week with Lamar Jackson. I think he would be the only answer, and I and I said it last week. If it's not him, then you ride with two. If you think if you think two is the guy, man. If you're feeling like, listen, when he was on the field, 
uh, led the league and what was you know passer rating, QBR, all the you know dorkism metrics that people like to go by. I don't. I like to just put the tape on and see if you're playing well or not. If you're playing great or not, and I thought he was, and yeah, you know, the concussion slowed him down. He didn't have any other like you know any other type of injuries. Just head keeps hitting the, the, the damn turf. Hopefully the judo and learning how to fall and all that stuff that he's taking this offseason will help. They're confident in it, and at the other and at the the other thing I think that they're doing here, and I talked about that with Chris Greer, is they're looking at it like, okay, look, we could go out here and try to go grab a quarterback. We could. We could go after Tom Brady. We could go after Aaron Rodgers. We can go after Lamar Jackson. But why not? Let's see what happens. We still get them cheap next year. We still have all these weapons. And we now have a defensive coordinator that we feel like can really, really, really coach these young guys up and these studs up. And let's free up some money and let's add some other pieces. I do think Miami goes for a big name type backup. I've heard things like Gardner Minshew. I've heard I think Skylar Thompson, I know is going to be there. I think Teddy B is gone. If you watch him play, you just look in his eyes and his face. He don't want no parts of being in the game at times. You, you hear can't, that, guys? If you, you look into his eyes, you yeah. can see it. You can just see it. You man. can look into his eyes. You can see Teddy Bridgewater doesn't have the same fire anymore. He doesn't. He doesn't, man. You the deer in the headlights, baby. That's just that's just I'm just looking at I'm just using humanity, man. I'm just looking at another human just being. Look into his eyes. I'm just looking at another human being. Don't fail the eye test. You look into his eyes. That's why they say you look in a man's eyes. You look at the eye, eye you shake a man's Looking hand. into another man's eyes. Yeah, Bo, man. I'm looking in your eyes right now. now. You can tell, brother. Y'all can laugh at me and try to clown all y'all want to, man. Y'all know it's real. That's real life stuff. That's why when you're a little boy, you're taught by your dad, your uncle, or somebody, your grandfather. When you shake a man's hand, what do they tell you? You look at you look at him eye to eye. But anyway. No, my daddy taught me. We was sitting there watching the New Orleans Saints. He saw Aaron Brooks on the sideline. He said, Look at that guy with no helmet on. Look at his eyes. You can see his eyes. You can see it in his eyes, he's not going to be anything. Well, you didn't need to do that. All you had to do is just put the tape on and watch Aaron. Nah, but Brooks look at his eyes and watch, and watch Aaron Brooks. But I think Teddy B. I think Teddy B. is out of there. Um, I, I do think they're going to look to do something at the quarterback position, backup wise. But two is their guy. That twenty three million dollars is guaranteed. So all the talk of all these other quarterbacks is gone, and I think they're moving on, clearing cap space, forty something million. Going to cut Jones at the corner position, which frees up another fourteen million, I believe, and get into free agency. I think they're looking to make one player splash and then just add some other pieces and give uh, Christian Wilkins his deal. So I, I like the fifth-year option for Tua. Yeah, it's, it just shows to me that they don't want to keep him long-term because if they did, they would have. Well, like, that's kind of what it is. I mean, I, at this rate, at this at this time in the game, if you look at these teams that lock up their quarterbacks long-term, it shows that they want them. And it's like you could just – there's a very easy way to show that you want to keep somebody long-term. That's how that's by paying them early. I don't know it's by that, and, and, and I'll tell you why. You could get these 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 teams can get out of these deals. So just because you just because the paperwork says five year, like we were just talking about Daniel Jones during the quarterback, you really think that they think Daniel Jones is their answer for the next five years, four or five years? No, but he's the guy that they got now. They don't feel like they want to go look for somebody else now. Dable's probably telling the front office, "Look, guys, we want a playoff game on the road. I can work with this guy. I much rather you help me get some other pieces. We missed on receivers. We had to cut Galladay. We traded uh, Kadarius Tony. Like we need." some other pieces. Let's not have to go find a quarterback and find other pieces when we have a serviceable yeah, guy. So I don't think that they've... I don't think that... They, okay, I'll ask you. Are the Giants sold into Daniel Jones for the future? Are they sold into Daniel Jones at least for another year? I think for, well, for the next two, because that's where his well, guaranteed two, exactly. money is. Okay, but, so for the next two years. However, if they like him after year three or year four or year five, guess what? It's already taken care of. Yeah, but... If, I, if the Dolphins do like think, two after 17 games, they 
have to re- renegotiate an entire new contract. Well, well, we know we know what that is though, and and I agree with the way they're doing this. It's because the concussions are the unknown, bro. So I do agree that even if you do love them long term, because of the concussions, you just can't right now. You just real talk business wise, you can't or right if now. If you wanted to keep them long term, you absolutely would right now because his price is artificially deflated. Right? Because let's say this. He goes through the next 17 games, throws for 5,000 yards, 45 touchdowns, and has zero concussions. You know what he's going to be like? Thank you. Sign me to $40 million right now. Okay, and then now you got to pay him. But these teams have money to pay, Martin. Then you got to pay him. Right, but the whole point is if you wanted to keep him long-term, if you really believed in him he's going to be successful, you would offer him, especially with the the contracts where they are now, you can get to it for $35 million a year going forward right now. I think Tua is a special case because of the concussions. I I typically agree with your stance, but because the concussions is such an unknown, you can't this year. But, hey – We'll give you your guaranteed twenty-three million that you would have coming to you in twenty-four. Stay, stay get let's let's not get no concussions this year, and then we'll pay you long term. Just because they're not paying them long term right now does not mean they don't believe in him. I disagree with that. The concussions is the unknown outlier here with him. Well, there's one way to show that you believe in him long term, and that would have been paying him long term. But right. we're watching the World Baseball Classic because VJ said, "Oh my God, how could you not pay attention to the World Baseball First Classic?" Of all, don't imp- you know don't, what don't I did no just see? Like that. I just saw Nolan Arenado fall. Trip and fall on the way to first base. And I think he still got there safely. Steve DeSager will update us on everything else in this baseball game going forward and everything else in the world of sports. Steve, what's going on, my guy? USA has just left bases loaded in the bottom of the first inning. Trey Turner grounded out. It's Great Britain one nothing over the Americans. End of one in the USA's opener of the World Baseball Classic against the Brits, who got a top of the first solo shot from Dodger outfielder Trace Thompson off USA starter Adam Wainwright. Selection Sunday tomorrow in College Hoops. That's when the NCAA tournament field is named. Big 12 Conference Tournament went to Texas, dominating Kansas tonight, 76-56. Marquette took the Big East with ease, 65-51 over Xavier. And in the ACC final, it's halftime. Duke ahead of Virginia, 24-17. About a minute and a half to go in the MAC Conference final. Kent State in the lead, 86-74 over Toledo. Iona winning again. This is the Metro Atlantic final, 65-50 over Marist with about three minutes left. Florida Atlantic winning again. They've dominated Conference USA this year. They're in the tournament final and winning at the half 46-27 over UAB. Coming up in an hour, the Pac-12 championship game, UCLA against Arizona. Already conference tournament wins for San Diego State and Vermont. Also for Howard and Texas Southern, which is going to the NCAAs, winning the SWAC 61-58 over Grambling. Texas Southern 14-20 this season. Among the Big Ten semifinals, Penn State upset Indiana. Elsewhere, Hall of Fame Minnesota Vikings coach Bud Grant died this morning. He was 95 years old. His teams won 10 division titles in 11 years through 1978. In the NBA in L.A. today, the Clippers beat New York 106-95. Kawhi Leonard with 38 points. Indiana was missing a couple stars due to injuries, but still won at Detroit 121-115. The Pistons have lost 11 in a row. Jimmy Butler of the Heat has just tied it on a three at the buzzer, sending it to overtime at Orlando. 
Heat and the Magic even at 108. Butler with 38 points. Celtics are winning again. Four minutes left at Atlanta. Boston's up 119-111. Jason Tatum, 28 points. And in the Bay Area, late first half, Warriors ahead of the Bucks, 47-41. For the Mavericks, Luka Doncic out with a strained thigh tonight. Kyrie Irving out with a sore foot. Dallas is leading mid-third quarter at Memphis, 70-67. Desmond Bain, 19 points for the Grizzlies. Scotty Scheffler ahead at the Players' Championship in Florida by two strokes after a third round 65. And among the 15 NHL games, Boston wins again, 3-2 over Detroit. And with eight minutes left at Toronto, Maple Leafs up 6-3 on Edmonton. Back to you. Thanks, Steve. And uh, you just mentioned it. The Oklahoma City Thunder right now in the second, in the first half, second quarter, pounding the New Orleans Pelicans. Three minutes left. They're up by 20. Normally, nobody would care about this as it's the end of the the, the the bottom half of the play-in, the end of the play-in. But smack in the middle of the play-in right now, the 9C tied. No, 9C standing sitting alone. They're idle tonight, but in their last 10 games, 7-3. and three, BJ, are we going to see the Los Angeles Lakers in the playoffs? We might, man. Also, real quick, text message came to me. Gary Vitti. Uh, 32 oh, I meant years to say that. The, yeah, to, yeah, yeah Gary, to, Gary, Gary Vitti, 32 years. Raynell, look, you know Raynell, she's on top of what Lakers, Dodgers, and USC football. Also, best damn NBA trainer ever, 32 years for the Lakers. That was Gary Vitti, um, the guy that his name was slipping my mind. Uh, as far as the Lakers go, man, look, I'll tell you this. I, mean, I watch these games. They do look good, man. I, they, 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 they look good. They look, they look more cohesive, and they look like that. Um, Vanderbilt. And uh, D'Lo coming back looks really, really, really good together. They look like they just got some cohesiveness you know the- about themselves. And AD, I mean, there's just some nights he's, like I said, he's top five player. He's just playing out of his mind. Um, the thing we'll- about Vanderbilt that was a revelation for me, he seems to be the guy who is going to buy into, I will rebound, I will defend. Yeah. And the Lakers needed one of those so badly over the last two seasons that he, to me, almost more than Russell, because Russell has came back and he's filled it up when he's in there, but even almost more than Russell, he's the guy who's going to help defend some of those big big wings. And if you look at the bottom of the West, you know, you're talking about, uh, you know, uh, Luka and so on, Kawhi, Paul George, so on. Those are the guys. At Vanderbilt, get, he makes the Lakers a much better matchup against those teams. Yeah, I think I think if they if they can stay where they are right now, half a game up on Utah. Um, but teams teams like Minnesota, Utah, the Pelicans. What a disappointment the Pelicans were. That was Charles Barkley's pick. Well, that's what happens that when you miss Barkley. on the first overall pick. <laughs> that was yeah, exactly. But that's also too in that first overall pick. Uh, you know, that's a different subject for a different show. I but, don't think so. Look at Memphis right now, I, and I know that John Morant. I mean, look, I said. Look at Memphis 14 days ago. Yeah. Prior to John Morant's Instagram and live. And they've had a but they've had they've also had a cushion where they John Morant goes out. Okay, cool. We get it. He's the here's their guy. He's the horse. He's he's the main guy there. But they've been playing long enough with him that there's like, hey, we can weather this. Zion ain't been around, bro, since he's gotten drafted. Well, like since he's gotten drafted. So that's, that's what you just miss. I mean, guys get that's, hurt. That's different. Yeah, I, I guys get hurt, but guys also too. 
have to do their part also. Like, we were just talking about it with trainers and stuff like that. There's a responsibility, your sleep, your rest, your recovery, the way you eat, what you drink, how much water you intake, stuff like that, where your mind is, where your brain is, what you allow into your circle of energy of your life. A lot of that plays into uh, the type of player and production that you'll put onto the court also, too. But well, like I'm, I said, that, I'm, not afraid, I'm not afraid of the Pelicans, not afraid of the Jazz. So I think the Lakers are sitting uh, good right here. I'm not afraid of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, even if, say, Golden State were to slip up and jump up to the six and Dallas was a slide there, Dallas don't have nothing, in my opinion, for the Lakers. You see Luka's already Luka's out again. Kyrie's got a sore foot. He's out. That could be low management, but who knows with these injuries right now. But, you know, I, I, think, I think they're fine. I, I think LeBron comes back, and if he's healthy or if he's ready, the foot thing I'm really I'm, – I'm really, to be honest with you, the foot thing I'm, I'm concerned about because I, I can't get out of my head that he says – I heard a pop. And when you hear a pop, that means something popped. It doesn't mean you could come back in three weeks. The whole will reevaluate him in three weeks. Because if you're the Lakers, I think you lose a lot of momentum if you go, yep, LeBron's done for the rest of the year. You feel me? And I'm not and I'm not even going to knock them for that. That's that's business. You know what I'm saying? They're like, yeah, it might be. LeBron might be out, but we ain't going to say that right now. Let's just let's, he will reevaluate in three weeks. Let's keep the momentum going with the team. Because you don't know who's going to drop their head on that roster. LeBron's out? Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you're going to reevaluate him in three weeks? All right, hey, listen. Let's ride AD and let's... Let's, let's just do it. Let's, let's let's go out here and let's bust some butt and let's play ball. So I think that plays into a mentality. But I, I ain't go front, man. I like the way they've looked. They've looked uh, like a, a different team and a better team, and I like their chances to get into the playoffs. As far as how far they go, I don't know. But I do, I do like their chances to get into the playoffs at this current point right now. Yeah, I th- getting into the play-in is, I mean, almost like I think they have a better, much better shot, obviously, of making the play-in. But if I had to today, right now, I still say they're on the outside looking in. I do. Okay. Because, I mean. They still have to stop people from scoring. They're still giving up 117, Martin. Like, honestly. They're still giving up 117 points a night. So, they, they got to clean that up. And it all falls on Anthony Davis's shoulders, right? Yeah. As, as well as everything is going. And, yes, don't get me wrong. Played like a top five guy in the NBA over the last 15 or so games. Mm-hmm. But we've seen this before. And what will normally happen. You know what I'm saying? The the beast goes back it's, into it's the coming. cage. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah, I'll just say like, the beast goes back into the cage, right? So you know, but I'll tell you this: you know who's been actual absolutely balling over the last uh, I don't know. That's how that same 14 day period. Damian Lillard. Yeah, he has been playing in a way that like, and I know the the Trailblazers keep losing. But if they're able to get a couple bounces the right way, mm. and the Lakers have a bunch of important games that are way more important for them than they are for the Oklahoma Cities of the world coming up. They got the Knicks coming up. There's only two losses separating five, the five seed Clippers and the twelve seed Thunder. Well, if you look Thur- at the- Three losses if you go all the way to the 13th seed, Trumpet Wolves. All right, so fast if I can. Knicks, Pels, Houston, Dallas, Orlando, Phoenix, Oklahoma City, Chicago, Chicago. So I, that's like that, that's the Lakers' next 10, right? I God, man, I, I could see the Phoenix, no Durant, right? Orlando, poof, Houston, poof, the, the, the Pelicans, poof, the, the Knicks, man, you know. I, I know they were on a little run here, but we just saw that kind of fall apart. Chicago, Chicago, they've mailed it in. Uh, Minnesota, Oklahoma City. I, man, I Bo, you're the you're the residential Laker guy here, man. I I see. I like nine and one, bro. 
No way. You can never, never trust this Laker team to do that. But uh, I hold up, man. I'm finally like on there's, there's... board with y'all, and y'all are talking this way. Y'all been telling me I've been wrong about them all year. No, I think. Uh... I think no, like seven. About Russ. Go ahead, bro. <laughs> I think seven and three, maybe eight and two. Um, the Oklahoma City, for whatever reason, always plays this Lakers team hard. Uh, Dallas will be interesting. Um, Chicago, I think Chicago is going to split because Patrick Beverly is going to do something Patrick Beverly ish uh, to ruin somebody's <laughs> night. But also, like like Martin was saying, the standings are so so compact. Yeah. In the West, I. I don't think it's out of the question that if they play like they did last night, that they're suddenly in the sixth spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. I don't see that happening but yeah, again. It, you that, know what? At the end of the day, whatever happens this season with the Lakers, you're going to go back to that two and ten start, and that's that's what hurt them more than anything. If they had just gone even five hundred at that point, they're you know they're already in that, that five or six spot yeah, right now, and yeah. everything is much different. But you know. I know I I, I have just, I, I think they're going to fall off a cliff more. coming down here. I think they lose on I think they lose tomorrow. I think they're going to Brandon Ingram will probably be back for that Pelicans game. He was questionable today. I feel like he probably could have went, but he'll be back for that Pelicans game. And like you said, the Thunder play them tough. The former the, the junior Lakers play the the the, the Ingram yeah, and the rest. But they also, play them I, tough too. I, I think do, I but, I think I still have a little bit of PTSD. This is a much different Laker team watching much different Laker team to watch well, post, than it was even two weeks post ago. Post the trade deadline, it is yeah, a different. I mean, prior to the trade deadline, we would we would not be having no, this conversation. They, they'd already be done. The you may looked, notice the, the only person that night. we mentioned past the trade deadline was Anthony Davis, right? Yeah. We talked about D'Angelo Russell and Jerry Vanderbilt. And that that that's it. Yeah, they. I think they already matched last year's win total with the win last night, or they're or they're one game behind from last year's win total. Yeah, with twenty left, bar. Remember, you and I thought they needed to go. Like sixteen and four, you know. When we looked at, it was like they got about twenty twenty one games left. They need to go about sixteen and four. Um, I guess they just they did just drop a game to Minnesota uh, back on the third, but I, I think they'll write that when they see Minnesota here again coming up uh, in about th- two weeks on the thirty first. But those back to back Chicago, I give them those. That Phoenix game, I mean, okay, maybe Booker goes off. I think I think AD eats you know Aiton's lunch. That night, Orlando, you know, that's a dub. Houston, I think that's a dub. And like you said, we'll see, we'll see with Dallas. And then down the stretch. Don't sleep on Orlando. The Magic are decent. All right, Martin mm-hmm. and VJ coming up next with the progressive play of the day and more on the Los Angeles Lakers, Fox Sports Radio. Two, one, and that's going to do it. And the Texas Southern Tigers come away with the win. The Tigers come away with it. Texas Southern comes away with it. 61-58. Congratulations to Texas Southern University. That's TSU Sports Network on the call. You're going dancing. March Madness, which is the best tournament to watch on television. I'm excited for it. I said, yes, tomorrow is Selection Sunday. Well, today is Elimination Saturday. And uh, we've seen a few guys get eliminated. But, Vijay, I want to take the next five minutes and tell you this little story right here from Larry Brown Sports. All right. Electrician. Larry Brown Sports? It's not the same guy. It's oh. not the coach. <laughs> this is say, another website. Guy, okay. There's more than one man named Larry Brown. <laughs> All right. Electrician strikes out Shohei Otani at the World Baseball Classic. So there you go. Starting pitcher for against <laughs> Japan on Saturday was a guy named Sataria. That's his last name. 
Andre Sagaria. He works as a technician for an electric company. He held Japan to two scoreless innings. He struck out international superstar Shohei Otani with one on. I was sorry, with one out and a runner on second in the bottom of the third. He struck out four batters total and allowed three runs on five hits. Got out Otani twice and exited down three one. So that's what you're watching right now is literally electricians and plumbers, firemen, and police officers against some of the best baseball players in the world. I hope you're enjoying. <sighs> Martin, Martin, Martin. All right. Well, like, you know, when they make jokes about how, like, Bill Russell was playing against plumbers and firemen, they're actually playing against electricians right now. Okay. I still want to know who is the guy who walked the batter last week, <laughs> who walked the batter last week and they knew the guy wasn't going to swing at all. I'm still waiting to find out who that guy is. But look, man. Well, he, we may never find out who that guy is because that was spring training. Nah. We weren't trying to allude that this was the highest level of competition that we could put out there. Well, well uh, what game was that? That was Japan and who? That was Japan and the Czech, the Czech Republic. The Czech Republic. Yeah, I, I probably wouldn't watch the Czech Republic play because I don't think I would know any player from the Czech Republic. But Cuba, Mexico, Venezuela, Dominican Republic, USA, Canada. Those are the countries I would watch because I would I would know the players and know the major league players, on and Japan too on those teams. They lost, but their pick is either them or Dominican Republic. They're the two favorites, betting favorites to win this. So I mean, if that's the outlier you want to pull out, why don't you read from the Venezuela and Dominican Republic game the all the names of the major league guys and all the top like the top guys in in this game? I mean, if you found one from Czech Republic and an electrician, is he is he is he really an electrician? I didn't make it up. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't know if the story was, I didn't know if the guy was joking by calling him electrician. No, 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 no. He's a technician for an electrical company. Oh, okay. He's so, a technician. Oh, so not an electrician. He's a technician bro, if you for are an a electrical company. Let me company. tell you something. If you're a technician for a plumbing company, you're a plumber. You're a t- he's an electrician. Uh, well, he, I've never his job is to go out and fix the lights. He's an electrician. Uh, well, see, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> technician. Well, then why wouldn't, he just, why wouldn't they just be, label him an electrician then? That makes sense. A technician for an electrical company. A technician, right? You're being technical because you're watching lower levels of the sport right here and trying to make it seem as if it's high level. Oh, no, no, no. I'm I'm not trying to make it seem high level anything. I just said I enjoy watching it. That's what I said. I said I enjoy watching it, and I do. I didn't say it was the higher level. I enjoy Some of these countries, though, are fielding top major league players. A USA for 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 God's sakes! Like, are you kidding me? These the people think Mike Trout's the best player in the last thirty years. He's in this tournament. You know what I'm saying? Like, people think he's the best player in baseball. He's in this tournament. So don't try to sell it short as if they're, they're not upper echelon level in this in, well, in this tournament on these teams for these. No, countries. but if I want to watch Mike Trout against the best, I'll just watch him play for the Los Angeles Angels. You know, you're only going to get about 60 games of that. Well, he'll, that's always hard. So, <laughs> so what does that have to do with the fact that he's I, in the I, World I, Baseball Classic? Well, I, 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 I don't know what your argument is. That argument is a lot. I'm not making an argument, bro. I said I simply You said they're the best out there. It. They're not. The best out there play Major League Baseball. Mike Trout's not one of the best players in the world? He is. But Adam Ramwell, I mean, but the rest of these guys aren't. They're playing against Great Britain. I don't think any of these guys are best of the world. You know who everybody is in the NBA? Mookie Betts is on the screen right now. You know who everybody is in the NBA? An NBA player. I rest my case. Thank you very much. Martin and VJ, Fox Sports Radio, Fox Sports Saturday. God bless everybody. Enjoy your weekend.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts more Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.